Okay, welcome to the year 2019. My name is Ultra David. And I'm James Chen. Excellent. This is, can you believe it? What season we're on? The eighth year. This is season eight of the Ultra Chen Tuesday show. I uh, just... Incredible. No. I actually you... can't believe it. I know. <laughs> if you so, told me eight years ago we'd still be doing this for eight years, I'd be like, what? There's no way. So yeah. in... in in prepping for this show today, I actually went back and wrote down all of my previous years. Awards. Oh, I see, have a whole I, doc now, dude. I need to do that. Do okay, okay. So I just I literally watched through the old shows, uh-huh. and the first year we did it, which was in 2014, for the year 2013, um, we remarked, "Can you believe that this is the third season?" Of the <laughs> 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 I was like, "Oh, uh, kid, be a little guy." Uh, I was like five years younger and yeah. twenty pounds lighter. Because I mean, the thing is, I actually <laughs> I didn't have a big beard. Like I watched the videos from last year. I had the notes from the year before that, but yeah. I couldn't find twenty fifteen. Yeah. And, I, and I, when I went to look at our videos, I, I was gonna go through them, but I just kind of got lazy. We still had like that weird Ultra Chen logo with like the basketball parquet yeah. floor background and all that That's stuff true. like that, and. Oh boy, <laughs> growing pains. Also, I was a terrible host. I don't know how y'all watched. Really? I, I wasn't engaged by me. Damn, I don't know how you okay, guys did, but okay. I appreciate that okay. for letting me figure it out. Uh, anyway, so what we're going to be doing primarily today is talking about the year in review, mm-hmm. 2018. We're going to give out our awards and, you know, just off the top, it's not going to be always... Um, I don't want to phrase my awards as being sort of some objective best, okay? Uh, these are just by me and James. I really liked watching Best of Five. The way that they did it was that they have people vote on the categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, And thereby creating the nominees and then voting on the nominees. So they find out during the show. This is just us making it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we liked, what we didn't like as much. Uh, I like the subjectivity in it. I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> No, absolutely. That, but just that, to have that caveat out there. I think, yeah, 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 for sure. There's there's a lot of seriousness to the categories, but then there's also a lot of just like, you know, we do occasional like, you know, inside joke kind of things. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely happens. So, you know, I, 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 would, I would not expect anything different this year. Let's put it that way. So. What was the coolest thing you did during the break? We were off for two weeks. What was the coolest thing I did during yeah. the break? Uh... Oof, that's a good question. Uh, probably just uh, had our annual little gathering where my friends, all of us, went to button mash. Oh, nice. And then we just end up playing Warlords for like an hour or something like that. In case people don't know, Warlords cool. is like the super old, old, old game, which is basically versus Breakout, right? And it's four players. You just use move these shields around yeah. castles, and you just try to survive while fireballs shoot around there. And it's like two tokens for four players at Button Mash, yeah. and so we just sit there and do that for like an hour. And it's that just like the most. Cool, actually. It's the most amazing. This is the second year in a row we've done that now, and it's super fun. It's a cool it's tradition. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, the coolest thing that I did was I saw three thousand three hundred year old gloves. Dang, it was so sick. I went to the King Tut exhibit in oh. Los Angeles, which is now gone. Dang. Um, okay. Okay. That was super sick. Like he has linen gloves from thirty three hundred years ago. There they are. I can't. I couldn't believe that that was still still alive. 
Uh, that was definitely the coolest thing that I did during okay, the break. I was okay. super excited to see that. Yeah, I just also want to say that you know at Button Mash, I saw Gabe. Yeah, sure. And hang out, and he he like gave us like a couple of free dishes and stuff oh, like that, nice. and he gave us some like if you ever go to Button Mash and you see on the menu cheese and corn, doesn't sound very impressive, but holy crap, that was so good. <laughs> So uh, definitely try them maybe out if you ever go. Need there. a better menu title. Yeah, it was interesting. Feel like that undersells like, yeah, it maybe. Yeah, uh, it was just cheese and corn. We never would have ordered it. No, but yeah, it's amazing. Here's what we're gonna discuss. We're gonna have player of the year, match of the year, fighting game of the year. Yeah, I'm curious what order you put commentator of the year in there because commentator of the year. When where is that? Right there. That was oh, exactly you put it. Oh, okay, okay, nice okay. okay. Um. I don't know. That just made sense to me. <sighs> then, event of the year, story of the year. So, I'm, for me, I made this as positive story of the year. Yes. Or, or sort of beneficial. Or, then okay, there's also, okay. um, well, FGC member of the year, newcomer of the year, uh, worst of the year, worst story of the year, which is... Which is Why, bad stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, because every year we've always wanted to like have stuff that we kind of just said was like, this sucks. This sucked, yeah. yeah Definitely uh, some things suck this year. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Uh, then the Random Select Award, which is uh, just sort of something else we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not a very good category maybe but, but see just, earlier comment about subjectivity i mean the reason why we have this is every year there was always this one thing we wanted to talk about and we couldn't figure out how to yeah. f- fit it into any category and so that's what random select is for and then we're going to finish out with our personal fgc resolutions for the year 2019 mm-hmm. all right so i noticed that in best of five they save player of the year for last as if it was the highlight but i personally believe that we should save personal resolutions for last <laughs> i'm sure everybody's highlight is what does david plan to do with his year of 2019 <laughs> yeah we actually start from the top when we go down to the bottom <laughs> yeah, so for sure. yeah uh-huh absolutely right. so uh not prolonging the viewership here <laughs> you want to you want to just find out who the best player was and then well, that'll go but the it. thing is we still do three two one we yes, still do three, two, one. We got you for at least the next five minutes. Right, exactly. Before so, everybody, we have the mass exodus of exactly. people once yeah. they find out who we choose as yeah. number one. I'm sure, it'll be a big surprise. Yeah, I know. I'm sure <laughs> everybody is just it's gonna be way out there. Bated breath right now oh. to find out who is uh, absolutely. So, as James said, we each have our top three picks, which means we will go in alternating order. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Uh, up to you. You want to do a Rochambeau? Is that a rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sure. Do just, and who wins goes first or gets, second? Gets to choose. Gets to choose. Well, that makes it even still weird. All right, let's just flip a coin. Who goes first? Do you I'll go coin? first. All right, you go first. All right. So, <laughs> just to end this. Uh, okay, okay. My number three is... Echo Fox. Tokido. Ah, okay. Where'd you think I was going? That Come on, there's only one way to go, right? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Tokido made the grand finals of 11 CPT events. He had a crazy strong year. He, unfortunately for him, did not win the two biggest highlights mm-hmm, of the year. Mm-hmm. Capcom Cup, Evo. But he had a fantastic year nevertheless. Uh, he was definitely the most dominant player of the year throughout the year. Uh, really from the start. There were little periods maybe where you could argue somebody else briefly had more, but really, I mean, his year was incredible. 
Congrats to him. Mm -hmm. He, I thought, was overall the best Street Fighter player of the year. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. So my number three uh, decision here uh, is not Tokido. Oh, dang. My number three is actually Kazunoko. Uh huh. Okay. All I right. I feel right. like right. he's kind of okay. been under the radar okay, here. I like it. We all talk about how great Sonic Fox is at being great at multiple games, etc., yes. etc., et and all this stuff, you know. And uh, Kazunoko has been amazing at multiple games all year long. <laughs> He's been winning Guilty Gear tournaments. He's been winning Blaze Blue Cross Tag tournaments. And then, in a year that's been all Goichi Sonic Fox, Goichi Sonic Fox for Dragon Ball, who came out of here with four Dragon Balls? Kazunoko did, okay? You know, so I feel like he's kind of not being talked about enough. And so I really, really wanted to make sure Kazunoko was in that list. So there he is. He is my number three player on the list. So. I went through three different iterations of this player's list, and for a while he was actually number two. He got that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he ended okay. up at, like, number four. So. Ah! Nice I'm saying, okay, nice okay, work. okay, cool, cool. All right. I shouldn't have spoiled my own list. Ah, okay. Anyway, my number two is Knee. Knee? Ah, Nii. Nii, okay, uh, okay. made grand finals of every tournament he went to except for one of them. That is ridiculous. For as many strong players as there are in Tekken, uh, across the world, he his year was I don't know how you beat that. Practically speaking, you can't win literally every tournament, right? I don't think, but yeah, I think that Nii's year was uh, even more dominant than Tokido's was. Okay, no, I like that. I like that. Uh, not it's just I I feel like he hasn't traveled to as many, it's but true. he like he won. But that's because he won a bunch of them. He's like I don't need to travel yeah, anymore. For sure. for if sure. he did keep traveling, he probably would have kept winning. I mean, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Well, my number two, uh, you already talked about him, is Tokido ah, this year. Okay. So, it's a good oops, one. I still have him as number three. Is here. Let me change him to number two. Ooh, so. All right. Look at this um, production. Trying to, trying to. Uh, but uh, I have Tokido there because in a game that is, quote, as volatile as everybody says, to get first and second places in. Every event that you go to, except like we've already done the, the calculations where the number of first and second places he got is like twice as much as the number of not first and second places that he got. And so, yeah, he didn't win Evo. He didn't win Capcom Cup. Those two are the most stacked events in like probably all of fighting game year. Right. So Street Fighter Five at those two events, I think, are probably the two hardest tournaments to win. So I'm not going to really begrudge Tokido for not winning those events. Yeah. So I still have Tokido as uh, number two. It's a good pick. That guy is kind of ridiculous. So, yeah. And everybody's player of the year, my number one, Sonic Fox. Okay, okay. All right, don't act like it's not also your number one. Come on, buddy. We don't know each other's picks. Yeah, we don't know each other's picks. Uh, my number one might not be. Sonic wow. Okay. Fox. Wow. That's. He's not. So he's fourth place. Is what you're trying to he's tell not, me. Might be. I mean. He, Maybe. Let's All right. Keep, fine. Let's keep going. Let's All right. We'll keep talk the about, suspense. Talk about. Talk about. Well, something. I mean, what you know, what is there to say? He had in the past had attacks on him that he wasn't as good as people thought he was because he was playing games that were smaller. They had less competition. Yeah. They had worse competition. Oh, anybody, anybody could just dominate the NRS. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then he picks up Marvel Infinite, and for a while maybe might have been the best player in the world in that game. Yeah. Uh, even coming into this year, the beginning of this year, he was one of the best Marvel Infinite mm-hmm, players. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball comes out, 
very quickly he becomes the best or top two in the world at that game. Then he was definitely the best in the world for a while. <laughs> he uh, won Evo this year. You know, he won so, Evo, yeah. exactly right. Uh, he won and got top eight in Soul Calibur tournaments. He won and got top eight in Mortal Kombat tournaments and Injustice tournaments. And he's he doing won the IPS, yes. right? He's so. doing yeah, exactly right. He won the IPS finals. He's doing all of those things at the same time. Which is unheard of. It's just and he's going day- to college full time. I just want you to know as well. Like it's, it, I don't know where he fits it all, but he does. It, how are his grades? See, that's the question, <laughs> right? At this point in time, that's how we determine okay. if he's the number okay. one player. All right. All right. Okay, let's see how his grades okay. are more than anything. <laughs> Check the report card. <laughs> yeah, no, his year was was okay. remarkable. Okay. Well, my number one pick for fighting game player of the year is simple. I feel like the CSGO player simple because I feel like because he got robbed at the game awards, I felt like I would do give him justice by <laughs> robbing Sonic Fox of the award this year for the Ultra Chen Awards. So simple from CSGO is my player of the year. Genius. <laughs> Oh my god. This is he is my number one player of the year because wow. Sonic Fox, I feel like this is his way of getting robbed and I have just paid Absolute a, a simple back. So, <laughs> oh. There you go. <laughs> uh but I does mean Does he really spell it with a one? I think he does, accurate? doesn't he? Oh, I have no I'm idea. Not, I, that's how I kinda saw okay. it. But right. but I mean obviously Sonic Fox, ridiculous, just the most amazing player uh of the year he like like they were saying on best of five actually that you know to have a fighting game player win esports athlete of the year at a a prestigious award like that i think is is unprecedented well it is yeah and not only that but he's also so representative of so much that is right about the fgc in terms of ethnicity in terms of you know, inclusiveness, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, the FGC can do a lot more in terms of, like, gender equality and stuff like that, but that's not a problem exclusive to FGC. That's a problem that we're all trying to solve. But Sonic Fox, I feel like he is the best representative the fighting game community or any community could have. I'm with you. Because he's just such an amazing player. So, yeah. I am with you. (laughs) That was... Majin Obama. Dude. I didn't know the man had the pettiness in him. I gotta be honest. I've known him for a few years. But okay, there you go. Uh, Majin Obama says, "I thought I was petty." Yeah. James. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, hey, nice work. There you go. Tokido, Ni, and Sonic Fox. And then I had Kazunoko, Tokido, and Simple. It's a good, good list. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, okay. What's the next category? Match of the year. Match of the year. Match of the year. So I'll start this one. You got it. Uh, as before. And my match here, I don't know how I'm going to be able to fit these in here. Uh, my third place match. My match of the year is actually pretty interesting. My matches of the year. Okay. But my third place one is actually uh, Little Majin versus JDCR at mm, Evo. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was just... I mean, Little Ma- Little Majin... 
being able to get third place at Evo, American player at one of the biggest events like that. Yeah, in Tekken. In Tekken 7, and in the first game, he got smoked. He right. was just down 0-3, and in the second game, out of nowhere, 3-0, took him back. And then he won the first two rounds. He won five rounds in a row against JDCR. And then Eris was like, he's going to beat him because JDCR <laughs> had a pixel left and Lil Majin had like 90% left. And Eris was like, he's going to beat him. He's going to beat him. And then JDCR came back. Yeah. <laughs> and then he won the next round. And then uh, it was Eris. final, final round, final, final round. They went up against each other, but Lil Majin was able to pull it off. I loved you know, the way that he played it up to the crowd as well. He even took the headset off of after yeah. game one just so we could hear the crowd cheering for him and everything. And to me, that accomplishment was amazing. And honestly, I think was probably one, the only dark spot on, I mean, outside of obviously the prize money for Tekken World Tour, that Evo didn't factor into who made it. Because the fact that mm. we didn't get Lil Majin at the Tekken World Tour, I think, was a shame. Interesting. You know, because, man, that guy played amazing. I'm biased because he's a king player. Yes. So, uh, but I thought that match was super awesome. So, there you go. It was a good one. My number three goes to Daigo versus Problem X. Mm-hmm. Okay, Which okay. Was Street Fighter Five, of course. That was at Red Bull Kumite. Yes. Which was finals. Uh, I, you know, the thing that you that most stands out, of course, is Daigo's comeback without V-Trigger mm-hmm, from a, mm-hmm. a bad situation where he just pummeled with Guile against Dictator, uh, just controlled the corner for like 30 seconds and slowly whittled away. And the way that he did it was not like crazy mix-ups. It was a slow kind of steady whittling away. It wasn't Street Fighter V, what we typically see right. when Laura runs over you so, or you get stunned, yes. and then et cetera, et cetera. But even the rest of the match, if you go back and look at it, there are crazy footsies, very interesting tech, some tech that I hadn't seen before that moment mm-hmm. uh, from Problem mm-hmm. X. And that, I think that match, because of this moment of, doesn't feel like this is what I expected at Street Fighter V, but here it is in Street Fighter V. The rest of the year, I thought had a lot more of those moments mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. Um, more traditional, not wild Street Fighter in Street Fighter V. But that was the first time that I had seen it. I mean, that's most of the way it right, was the end yeah, of the year, yeah. obviously. But mm-hmm. that was, that, that after that, I felt like I saw it a bunch. That's really when I first noticed it. Mm-hmm. So that was a sick match. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there was a couple of matches that didn't make this list that I really wish I had gotten on this list. Oh, so, always. Like number four or something like that was probably going to be Problem X versus Justin Wong at, at Capcom. 100%. Cap, right? Yeah, I thought so, about it as well. Yeah. Oh, so you don't have it on your... Yeah, I so yeah. I love that. I, I rewatched that match, you know, just to check it out. I, I watched that in a little margin. I was like, uh, which... And you know what? I, I'm... Look... I'm just gonna say I thought our commentary on that match was actually really good. Okay, good. I watched it again, and I was like, even while I was watching it, like we would point out things that I wasn't even noticing, like the second time oh, I was dang, watching wow. it, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. that was pretty good. good. Job so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, I thought I thought our commentary on that was good, but then again, like I said, that match was just really, really cool. It so was. just missed it. But uh, my number two match, uh, probably not much of a surprise to a lot of people, is going to be the Leffen versus Goichi match, uh-huh. Dragon Ball at Evo. Because any match that you can get Goichi to pop off like that, I mean, is probably ridiculous. I mean, that, that was such a turning point, right? Because Goichi got to second place, 
He got to grand finals. And that could have been like the moment for Leffen right there. And Leffen had just the I most. I thought it was CEO by Oh, was it CEO? Yeah. Oh, you're right. It was CEO. It was CEO. My bad. My bad. At CEO. But like that match was just like so close. It was so, uh, like, that was like one of the first times that we really truly saw what Goichi's defense was like. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen him block a bunch of things a million times, but that one was just a whole nother story. That was another story. And like I said, that could have just been such a big moment for Leffen to just be like, I took out Goichi and the fact that he failed that. And then, like I said, Goichi freaking popped off afterwards. Like he actually jumped up and was like, yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Goichi normally a pretty reserved guy. So for sure. that's what I had as my number two. So that was a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I felt like there may have been just as good a pop off on my number two place, which was, Josh 360 versus Executioner in mm. Marvel 2 at Battle of the Strongest just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay, okay. Uh, that that match was effectively to put uh, Josh into the like final round robin that happened to happen. Uh, so that was required for him to end up doing that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was also, he started down 3-0 right. and had to make the complete comeback. There was one game in there where he was basically like grounded footsies that ended up taking it for him. And then he turned on the Iron Man juice and infinite at the end, which was super sick. And that that match, I felt like the the back and forth of it, the pacing of it, because uh, e- even in the comeback, even in the four zero that that Josh ended up getting, uh, there were still some moments in there where Executioner almost took it. Right? It wasn't it wasn't a blow up until the very right, end. Right, right. Uh, that that was a super interesting set, the way that it was back and forth in that way. That was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll really fun to watch. I'll one hundred percent admit I haven't had a chance to go back and watch Oof, that event buddy. yet. So Please. I definitely need to go back and watch that whole entire thing. So because Marvel two, man, so good. Marvel two is so good. And then uh, I have a funny feeling we probably have the same number one, but we'll see. Uh, uh, type this out if I can remember all the names right now. Okay, there we go. My number one match was Dimeback versus Pecos at the Tekken World Tour. You basically, because that match basically had everything. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> right? That match was, that was ridiculous. That one, we had uh, a god match, a triple perfect. A triple perfect. From... After he got stomped in the first game. Yes, so he got stomped in the first game. He got no round brown in the first game. And then he came back and god matched and just basically triple perfected three perfects in a row and then they got to the last match which is super close and it ends on a Tekken yeah. 7 slow motion <laughs> yes. really it was like, perfect like after how hype everyone got already with the the, the, the the god match then all of a sudden it's it ends on the ultimate of ultimate hypes Dude. I mean, it's it had uh, to be the best. Had to be the best. And, match of the year. and it's crazy. It's sad because Dimeback didn't even make it out of the out of the last chance call. Well, yeah, but he was. That is true. He, but but that was far into it. That was in top eight. Yeah. So, I mean, that was uh-huh. that was super sick. And yeah, the commentary was definitely good. So, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that was your number one. It definitely then. was. Okay. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. Because I remember right after it happened on the Tuesday show, we were talking about it. We're like, look. <laughs> It's probably going to be both of our number ones. <laughs> that was the so I literally that day that match day that that match happened. Uh-huh. I put a note into my little like Ultra Chen notes. Uh-huh. Match of the year, <laughs> <laughs> just immediately. Oh, uh, I was man. pretty confident nothing would beat it, and nothing did. Yeah, that was uh, pretty ridiculous. Pretty so. good. Yeah. All right. So uh, after match of the year, what do we got? Next up is going to be 
fighting game of the year. Ah, yes, okay, okay. So, game. I guess it's my turn to go first. Yeah. There were definitely other good matches, and I thought about putting Scar versus Tweety from IPS, where Scar, like, expects the Tamaranian charge to come, and he mm -hmm. puts out Ice Breath and ends up winning, and that was sick pop-off. Uh, I really thought about that. That that would have probably been fourth mm -hmm. if I had had four okay. spots, okay. but I did not. Uh, something about Tekken, dude. I went back, like I said, I went back and looked at my list, and I like every year I have at least one Tekken. Dude, my matches of the year, I had two of them. I had yeah. two Tekken There's matches something about in there. That game. Yeah, uh, they, they've done something to that game that just made it such a fun game to watch now, and it's yeah. like it's why. Anyways, let's keep going on game of the year. <laughs> game of the year. Oh yeah, that's maybe relevant. Maybe I'll talk about Tekken Seven uh, we'll a little see. later. Right. Okay. So this uh -huh. is not just like new game of the year. It's mm -hmm. and it's not our favorite game of the year either. It's kind of a hybrid of what do we think was in general game of the year. Right. I don't know that there's like a good defined set of criteria for that, yeah. but. I, I'm actually surprised because I felt like there was a lot of candidates for this, and, I, and, and I had a really hard time deciding what to do as uh, game of the year. I'll see if you have one game of the year on there because I kind of do want to talk about it, but it didn't okay. make my top three. Okay. Just because uh, in third place, I'll go first on this. Well, is it it's my, my turn, turn, your turn? Oh, your turn. Okay, never mind. Yeah, okay. unless you really want to. No, 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 no. It's break. okay. It's okay. It's I've okay. Been watching a lot of go for uh, it. GDQ. Go for it. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Mm -hmm. Third place. Okay. Now, even though I just said this isn't necessarily our favorite game of the year, uh, that was my favorite game of the year. Okay. That was my favorite okay. game of the year. Uh, I thought that was the best new game of the year mm -hmm. as well. And certainly the game that I had the most fun with. It was the game that I may have spent the most time labbing. Uh, maybe not as much playing as I did in Justice, but labbing certainly yeah. uh, and there was so much to find in it it's also a blast to watch it's just the kind of game that it is i feel like lends itself really well to spectating because crazy stuff happens constantly mm -hmm. uh, you do have to know a lot about it. it's like watching marvel where like it's so fast if you've never seen it before it's just going to go right by you but if <laughs> if you have at least like a decent grounding in it i feel like it's the most fun game to watch for me mm -hmm. so that was it that was my number three shout outs to bb tag a game i had no expectation of caring about a week before the demo came out, I wasn't even thinking about right. it. Right. And uh, then I heard that the demo was going to come out. I thought, well, I try I'll to try new out. fighting games. Yeah, yeah, so I'll give yeah. it a go. Mm -hmm. Not expecting terribly much. And I was basically blown away immediately. Yeah. I, I really wanted to put BB Tag in my list. I don't have it in there, unfortunately, because uh, in third place, I actually have Undernight in Birth mm. EXE Latest. Sure. And the reason why for that is because the kind of year that this game has had. Not only did it have uh, just amazing numbers at like every event that it was yeah. at, you know, Combo Breaker had great numbers, Evo had yeah. great numbers, and cables are all tangled here. Yeah, it, it had it had a good momentum. It started to build for Dude, sure. It for even sure. had its own event. Someone actually, Shinobi actually went and just made, uh, you know, Climax of Night. There was an event and, like, they even got, like, the, like, the Melty Blood, like, the, 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 the French bread teams, like, to come and talk about it and everything. So many people discovered it, came out on Steam, 
I still think it's probably the best un unplayed fighting game right now. Unplayed Maybe. in terms of yeah. just how... And, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter. I know Majin Obama talked about it uh, on Twitter recently, and I retweeted his tweet, and a whole bunch of people were like, yeah, I just tried it out, and it turned out to be, like, my favorite fighting game ever because it's so good, etc. So uh, I am fully on the Unist for Evo campaign. I am even willing okay. to drop... Okay. Guilty Gear. Like, Dude. I would even be willing <laughs> oh to God. say if I had to pick between those two, I would pick Eunice over wow. Guilty Gear because I just wanted to get that shine. I want to get that chance. So wow, I really didn't expect that. Oh, yeah. okay. I, that's that's how bad I, I want Eunice in, in, in EVO this year. Okay, so. wow, dang, dude. So there you go. <laughs> what an answer. My number two is Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Okay, okay. I feel that this is the year that Street Fighter V became a good overall fighting game. Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. I had always kind of liked it. I'd never thought that it was bad. Right. But I did think it was missing a lot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in sort of the overall package, right? Obviously, when it launched, it was a pile of crap outside of the gameplay itself. Even right. the gameplay had some problems. As the years have gone on, it's been progressing and progressing and progressing. And with the changes that they made in Arcade Edition, with the lag reduced, with uh, putting in interesting characters and old characters, some of whom have really interesting takes on them, um, extra fight money stuff, and you know, I thought I felt that this was the year that it became like a good game. And yeah, now, uh -huh, now uh -huh. I really like it. Now it's it's <laughs> one of my favorite games at the moment, uh, which was not the case before. Now it definitely is, and, yeah. and I, I really enjoy watching, I really enjoy playing. I feel like it has sick footsies now, like now that the yeah. lag is lessened. Uh, as much as I thought that would be a marginal, I do feel like I feel it more than mm. I expected. Okay, okay, And, and okay. Maybe, maybe that's just a uh, placebo effect, I don't know, but I didn't expect to feel that it would feel as big as it is, right. and, and yet I do feel that way. So I, I really like the game, I think it's in an awesome spot. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, this was the game that I really wanted to talk about, and I wanted to wait to see if it made your list okay, or sure. not. And yeah, I, I agree. Like, Season 3, I felt like, was such a strong year for the game, because it really... The Season 3 characters are all super interesting. Yeah. Like, I love all all of them. Like, I just felt... Except maybe Sakura, I was kind of like... Not, I'm not even talking about her animations. I'm just talking about her play style. She oh, still wait, felt like born. she still felt Street Fighter Fivey. But then Blanca, completely different. Falk, completely different. You know, um, uh, G Sagat, very very different. You know, I just felt like season six really kind of brought the different gameplay that we had been clamoring for for a long time. And so I really wanted to put this on my list, but I really wanted to give Eunice that little shout out there. It's a good as one. Well. So, uh, but, and then not only that, but the year also was, I felt like the best year in terms of, oh, look, here's all the characters right after Evo. Look, we announced season three yes. all at once, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yes. Like after that high, what we got at Capcom Cup this year has already been kind of lukewarm, you know? <laughs> right, like we're just right. like, what is happening? Where's my pass? What's going For on? For like 85% of the year, I think that Capcom did a way better job at the PR side of things, the marketing side of things, the community relations side mm -hmm. of things. The very, very end was a little <laughs> spotty, right? Once once the ads came in uh -huh, and then Capcom uh -huh. Cup happened, all right, that, that month, Right. Maybe we'll leave that so aside. So right but... before Capcom Cup, Eris was like, oh my god, Capcom's killing it! And then, and then he commented. Oh my god, all right, yeah, back to, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. All right. Look, my number two game of the year is going to be very controversial. Uh, 
because can you really give a game that's been out for barely a month, like oh. uh, 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 game, fighting game of the year? Okay, I put Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay, in all there right, because. Dude, I am so hyped for this game okay. right now. Like, I think this game is so much fun. It is. And I love, honestly, I'm so excited for the future of this game. Because uh, someone actually just put down a, a stat that said, this weekend, here's all the Smash tournaments it, yeah. and how many entrants they had. And they all had a, of over 100 people playing this game. Yeah. Right, so there are so many people playing this game. So I think that this year coming up is going to be huge, and I don't think it has that weird kind of you know slow pace that Smash Wii U had. Much faster. It doesn't have that kind of weird battle with melee because even Leffen, we had a hungry box match with versus a who was it with Salem? Mm. Like we had hungry box versus Salem. This is like a matchup that like yeah. we people have been wanting. If Leffen keeps playing the game, we could get like Leffen versus Zero at an event or something like cool. that. Like like I feel like it is really just being that game for the community right now. And yeah. so I'm super hyped for the game. I'm really enjoying the game. I love the game and I know everybody's mad at me. I don't care. I really, <laughs> really enjoy this game a lot. And I, yeah. for me, a lot of Game of the Year is also about like that potential and stuff. That's why I had Eunice at number three. Gotcha. That's why I took over Street Fighter, because Street Fighter is already kind of there. You know what I mean? I don't know if this next year it's going to get any bigger. Hmm. Like I feel like Eunice can get bigger, but for Smash, I just feel like the, the, the like there's so much awesomeness that can come for this year. And from what I've been hearing from people in my chat on Twitter, it sounds like almost like it's not like the last few games where everyone's like how do we change it so that this can be fun you know what i mean like everyone's right. just like okay this is working already and people are finding all this tech yeah and people seem to be on board with the game like right away and i've already seen some sick ass matches on this thing so. yo i actually sat down and learned some tech in smash really yeah i, learned, I forget what you call it it's where you do uh, like your running attack and then cancel it into yeah, the yeah, jump yeah, yeah. and then into other stuff. Mm -hmm, I learned how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've really been practicing good. that too. I've been yeah. practicing that too. So that's yeah, the first yeah. time I've ever like learned tech in Smash. Yeah. Ever. So um, honestly, it's, I was really super happy about it. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. There you go. Okay. Uh, what's your number one? Okay. That's Tekken Seven. <laughs> Uh, see, that's yours too. This is actually the third year in a row, I think, that I've had Tekken 7 as my fighting game of the year. That's a good question. Did I have it last year? Let's see. It's on the same dog. I don't think you did, actually. I think you had it... I had uh, it second place last year. Yeah. Uh, In 2016, I had it second place also. Yeah. And then I think that's like when it came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've had it for three years in a row. Well, I guess I have two. Maybe four years. But I've had it at number one. Number like, one. literally number okay. one. All right. And I feel like it's just getting stronger. Yeah, for and sure. And bigger and bigger. For and, sure. And honestly, like, the thing that would mar this whole entire thing was obviously the prize money and all the top players being like, hey, I can't do this anymore, and just thinking about quitting and stuff like that. However, uh, you know, hashtag in Harada we trust. You know, he's become... The person in charge of esports for yeah. all of Bandai Namco, which means Soul Calibur, Dragon Ball, and for uh, Tekken. He travels to all this. He sees the effort that all these yeah. guys are going through. If anybody, I feel like, can fix 
that situation here. And, and, and uh, as I explained in the Uncensored that I did last week, is it's not as simple as people want it to be, where Bandai Namco is just like this entity and it's like, oh, here's a bunch of money, give more prize money. That's not how companies work. It's not how businesses work. It has to be go through approval process. Yeah. It has to go here. Oh, look, what's our quarterly earning? We can't touch this. We yeah. have to do this and blah, blah, blah. So the prize money was probably established early on too late to change anything they had to stick with it but now with this brand new year with the fiscal year coming to a close in april and they can partition out the money that they want to yes bandai namco obviously has a lot of money they gave a thousand dollar pot bonus to gundam at evo right so they obviously have money just to give around and stuff like that if harada can do this and again i know we're not supposed to ask him for shit but like if he can do this and really up the prize money for Tekken World Tour, I think Tekken can just become like like king of the roost, basically, at this point. I also think that the game's success doesn't necessarily revolve on whether five top players quit or not. Mm-hmm. So while I'd like the situation to be that they could be supported and I'd love the prize money to go up, I don't expect that to, if it doesn't happen, to really negatively impact okay. the game's development. Okay. It's just, it's the scene is coming too far and me too fast for I think that's a really have a big negative impact. Okay. So okay. super fun game to play and watch. And and if the best player in the world is the one playing it, then it's I feel like it's more fun to watch, but it's not like way more fun to watch than if it's the sixth best player in the world. Right. Right. So okay. it's, I, it's okay. cool okay. either way I feel. Okay. Okay. But yeah, hopefully this year, I mean like I said, sky's the limit for this game. So hopefully it it will have that opportunity. Again, I would like to also see this year, hopefully, Evo be a part of the Tekken World Tour. Because, yeah, it would be nice. You know, because, like I said, I would have liked to have seen, again, Bias for King play. I would have liked to have yeah. seen Lil Majin there, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> also, not as you people are bringing up crowdfunding in the chat. For similar reasons, it's not like you can just say, there's no one person who would just say, okay, we'll crowdfund. It's, that doesn't work like that either. Right. Uh-huh, that uh-huh. also requires a process, and do you want to accept the money? What are you going to do with the money? How's it going to all go? What's the process? Even if it is, it even if it is costumes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah then you've got to develop the, whole, the costumes. Yeah, and... Which, and it would be great. It's just that I just want to say it's not some single decision maker's idea. Mm-hmm, that also mm-hmm. has to go through a long process. But yeah. I, it's a great idea, of course. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Uh, okay. All right, well. You want to do one more and then we'll take a little break here? Sure, no problem. And this will be uh, event? Commentator of the year. Oh, commentator of the year. Ooh, okay. boy. Commentator of the year. This one's a Get tricky spicy. one. Not us. All right? We can't, is, neither of us uh, can say the other one. So am I starting or you're starting? You're, you're starting. I'm starting. Because I definitely okay. would have said me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was another really, really hard one here because I just want to say, uh, although... Because I wanted to use this category to shout out people that I sometimes don't feel like get as much credit as they deserve, okay. right? Uh, honestly, I do feel like the best commentator of the year has probably been Seijan. Okay. Just because he's always been super solid. He does Very a lot solid. of the research, you know. Yes. He plays Street Fighter V, you know. <laughs> yes. And, and so I, I feel like he's probably the most solid commentator for the year. Last year, I also put down that... Uh, uh, Katana Prime was my number three FGC member of the year because I wanted to shout him out as well. So I didn't have him in the list this year. Okay. Although Katana Prime is my current favorite commentator. Okay. So I, I think right. Sage is probably the best. I think uh, uh, Katana Prime is my favorite, but I didn't put them in here because I wanted to shout out a bunch of other Dang. people. Dang, all right. You got it. <clears throat> okay. So uh, for number three, I actually put down Rip. 
Okay. okay. Rip is a good one. Because he was amazing at Tekken World Tour despite getting destroyed by Ryan Hart. Right? Oh, uh, that was classic. Oh, man. Right? But the thing about it is that he's been doing a lot more than that. He's been doing a bunch of events. I just saw that he's like doing a PUBG event. Yeah. He's really been going around doing a lot of stuff. And honestly, I don't feel like people talk about him as much. I think you're right. Uh, as a lot of the other commentators, even though he's like everywhere and he's easily one of the most solid commentators out there. So uh, I have Rip here uh, for number three. The thing that really stands out to me was when E-League had Tekken. Yeah. And I've, I've long thought that Rip was a good commentator, but that time, and that was this year, right? Earlier this year? Was it this year? I think was that was this year. Jeez, I can't even remember. I think that was in the anyway. spring. Yeah. Uh, in any case. That was the first time where I was like, this dude is killing it. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. He killed it, man. It's so good. And the whole rest of the year, I thought, was basically the same. He, yeah. Like, you, uh-huh. you could... You can always tell when somebody's really, really into a game. Uh, it's, right. It comes yeah. across. It comes, mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. even if you don't feel, as the commentator, even if you don't feel like it's coming across, even if you don't feel like you're treating it differently, mm-hmm. it's noticeable for sure. And I've listened to sets of my own where I'm super into the game and where I like like the game. And while commentating, I don't remember ever thinking, that I'm doing it better or worse. But <laughs> listening to it, I notice a difference. The most educational thing I've ever had was that person who put the highlight clip of all the Street Fighter Cross Tekken matches. Because I obviously was commentating a lot of it. Oh, uh, right. And it was just the worst thing that I'd ever heard. Like, my commentary, you could tell I hated the game. Yeah, that was also in, like, 2011. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, fair enough. I mean, fair yeah. enough. But still, you could just tell I just didn't have any interest and I just wasn't excited at all and I it's like there was a lot of like little tiny disparaging remarks that yeah. I would like very backhanded <laughs> compliments about oh, it like man. oh I didn't know you could do cool things like you know some, oh, something man. like that you know like you could tell there was things in there so after watching that clip I was like I'm never gonna commentate a fighting game that I don't personally enjoy ever again so that's just that's just how it works yeah, so I have also made that vow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Which came into play this year, even. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, you know which game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, My number three. Are you done? Yes. Uh-huh. My number three is Majin Obama. Ah, yes. Okay. He just barely missed my list as well. Yeah. I wanted him in there. but Yeah. He brings an energy that I think is super fun. Uh, he knows games really well, too, by the way. And mm-hmm. it's what, mm-hmm. I, what I love. So there's two things that I like the most. One is that somebody knows the game really well and the mm-hmm. second is that they know how to get excited about it in like a fun cool way Dude, and not- he does both of those things really well even though he commentates a ton of different games even like Shadowverse I, I don't know what's going on <laughs> I assume he knows what's going on but I, I, he, I, he does so many games that's really impressive I want to add one thing to that too is he knows the players. He does. He does. Every the time they yeah. do the guilty gear, he's like, "This person is from Kansai," and he's like, "This <laughs> is," sure, and yeah. he's like, "This is," and he's the best player in this. Yeah. And there's this drama between the east and the west, and it's just like he has the the background, yes. and that, that I love. That's like my favorite thing about Majin Obama. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Nice work at uh, at uh, cooperation. Dude, though. that shit was hilarious. Woo. That thing was. I I almost kind of wanted. Glad you kept your puppers in your shoe, by the way. Let me just say that. <laughs> I really, really wanted to have like 
permanent Capcom Cup to permanently hire him just to stand in the background and just yell about stuff <laughs> while other people are commentating all serious yes. and stuff like that. Like I literally was thinking that while it was going on, I was like, I just want this to be a thing. Yeah. I just want yeah, this to be good a one. thing. It's good set. So yeah, nice work. okay. And then also Obama, also shout outs, good call out on the on the bad commentary. At Co-op Cup as yeah, well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that yeah, was definitely yeah. well done. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, while that happened, I wasn't surprised. I mean, it sucks, and I'm glad that you shut it down. But uh, those guys are from the same place that I'm from, literally. Um, John Farai is from my hometown mm-hmm, uh, in Ventura mm-hmm. County. And well, I used I to be fair when I was a kid, 15 to, years ago. To be fair, Farai was laughing uncomfortably. Yes, no, for sure. Uh, yeah. Le, but let brother run. I have been to his house. In San Diego to oh, play okay, Third Strike. Okay, you know, okay. I know the guy well. Right. So I'm also from that place and time, and I remember holding dumb ideas about women in games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. So I, I, it wasn't a big surprise, but I really don't want to see it anymore, and I'm really glad that you shut it down. Yeah, I think in 2010, there was... Remember how commentary wasn't quite a thing, and we were all just jumping on the mic at Evo, and it was, like, really disorganized? I still remember during that year, I said a really, really terrible thing about uh, a female player. uh, uh, And, like, to this day, I'm just, like, I still regret it. You live and learn, man. I still regret it, man. You live and learn. I just said this on Twitter recently. The whole point is that we're all born ignorant, Right, and we all learn, and as long as we listen and believe in the plight of other people, that's how we grow and become better people. Because I used to play when I played a girl in a fighting game, I would try to go easy on them or play my secondary character and stuff like that. You know, all these things they change over time, and as long as you grow, so we can't escape the mistakes that we made in the past, but you know, we definitely can fix a lot of those things. So, yeah, and Ryan and John have not been around for. The changes that have happened in the U.S. FGC. Yeah, it's true, and yeah, because not, not Japan is not the not the yeah. most uh, uh, well, gender equality of countries. I'm no expert in it, but so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Alrighty. here we go. Number two, I know he's one of the big ones, but I just love him to death. It's IFC Yipes. Okay, it's a good. He's thing. been killing it all year long. He's been killing it forever. I feel like he is really starting to get into a level that. He, I mean, the the fact that he can go from a BOTS-style commentary from what I've seen, you know, in the clips and everything like that, and then also do, like, the Dragon Ball commentary where, like, look, he has to be so restrained during the, the, the Dragon Ball commentary just because of, you know... Dragon Ball reasons, but uh, like you know, right? But then you know when, and and honestly, like when I commentate with this guy, I just have a blast. Like I, I cannot explain to you how much fun that I have commentating with Yipes. I think he's so energetic. He brings a side out of me that I don't think anybody else can. Like Mm -hmm. I just get like I I go kind of crazy and stuff like that. Yeah, it's weird that he's number two, but uh, uh, I think that uh, Yipes is he's just he's. He's one of the best. He's one of the no, best. No absolutely. Question. No so, and has been yeah, forever. Yeah. He's uh, the only commentator who's allowed to go. Uh, 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 for uh, sure. Uh, anyone else? Ma- who... Maybe Steve. Okay. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Steve. But anyone else who tries to imitate that is definitely one imitating yipes, and two doesn't sound as hype. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, my second place. Are you done? Yes. Is Katana Prime. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Good. 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 So I like a lot of things that Katana Prime does, but the thing that I like the most is is how he inserts little bits of narration 
as he's commentating. And and I don't just mean that he says like the character does X or Y. Mm. He'll say something happened. I don't know. I wish Dude, I had thought right? this in advance. Right? No, no, I have I <laughs> as he waves his hand around while trying to gesticulate to get a meeting. Like it's that kind of like continuing to narrate something else mm-hmm. that's happening simultaneously mm-hmm. that I think is something nobody else does that so no other commentator the does only thing I'll say I, that I there is so one good. other commentator who does that and that is Seth Killian and the way that I've always described Seth point. Killian is that he has a flower of speech and that yes, is why yes. Katana Prime is my current favorite commentator yeah. is because he has that same flower of speech yes. that Seth Killian does Right, he has that ability to take whatever he said, whatever he's. I mean, when yeah. Seth, Seth was talking about Ibuki and Fujimura, he was like, he uses all the parts of the of the turkey, you know, or something like <laughs> right, that. Like, right. I he's got these like, little turns of phrase. It's like it's yeah. like crazy, but yeah. like Katana Prime is the only other person that I've ever seen have that kind of ability yeah. with Seth Killian, and that's why he's like one of my favorites. I've been I've been trying to pick that up, and I find it quite difficult. <laughs> like like right now, when I just had trouble doing it. <laughs> It's hard. I literally went into the set being like, "All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna try to do the thing right. that he does." And then mm-hmm. I screwed it up. It's hard. Yeah, and and Katana Prime also has another thing that I love is that God, that silky smooth voice that he has. I mean, mm. come on, oh God. I mean, I just love the way okay. he just has a great sound, the way he talks, all that stuff like that. Like I said, I had him as FGC member number three last year as yeah. my way to shout him out. So I wanted to give different people shout outs this year, but that's why I mentioned earlier that, you know, Katana Prime, I really wanted him on my list. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number one then, uh, my number one this year might be a little biased here, but uh, I have number one as Vicious this nice. year. Nice, okay, wow. Because uh, I feel like this was kind of his breakout year. It definitely was. I his feel like it was breakout year. I've talked to him all the time. I I have conversations with him, and I know that he is working so hard at this. At SCR, I got to commentate with him for like three different games, right. and he was awesome at every single one of them. I felt like he carried a lot of the the Street Fighter Five commentary. Nice. Uh, this year, he got to do hosting duties at Capcom Cup, and I know how... Dude, when he was able to do top eight for Street Fighter V at SCR, like, you should have seen how excited he was and how yeah. nervous he got. Because oh, he yeah, was like, sure. I'm doing top eight for a yeah. Capcom Cup event. Yeah. You know, and, cool. and, and a guy like him, he's been putting in so much work, and I always wish him all the success. I know, like I said, I'm biased. He's my son, you know? <laughs> uh, but, you know... I, I I really like him. I I feel like sure. what happened this year was a big step for him, and so I'm hoping for more success for him for the following year. I so. definitely he's a great pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. very good. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, are you done? Yes. My I am. winner is mm-hmm. it's two people. Is that cheating? It's ketchup and mustard. Ah, oh, okay, okay, I think okay. They're the best commentators. I thought that they're the best commentators for like the last two years. I think um, I like they that. have they have a lot going for them. They have chemistry like nobody else, which makes sense. They were cheating. <laughs> cheating. I can't believe it. I can't believe that's allowed. They obviously have amazing chemistry together. But they also know the games extremely well. Mm-hmm. They they have the information that you need. They have the excitement that you need. They are very good hosts. They do it across a whole bunch of different games. Um, they, in their role with ESL UK... So they, they work full-time there, but that means that they 
are commentating other games, even if it's like not stuff that they know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they've had to commentate like World of Tanks and Guns of Boom, which is a video game. So <laughs> it's a mobile shooter, which is hilarious. Guns of Boom. Guns of Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I said the same thing. I had never heard of it either. But the point is just that they've had to practice a lot on weird games. And I think that that kind of practice is really helpful uh, mm. in terms of learning how to commentate the games that you actually do like. And that com it comes across really well, I think. So, yeah, I think overall. <laughs> what? There's something in the chat. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> I think I'm laughing at the same thing. Uh, yeah, I think I think they have been the best for the last couple of years. So hats off to them. I always have a lot of fun commentating with them. It goes really oh, smoothly yeah. and really well. They commentate well with anybody. It's not just that they need to be right, with each other. Right. They commentate really well with lots of other people. They present a very easy matchup. Yeah. For other commentators. So I think that's that the, I too. think the one thing that uh, I would only wish that they would do is that one of them <laughs> is that one of them would. Uh, Try to change his voice a little. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's funny because uh, if you think about it, you never know which one said the wrong thing, right? Because like, <laughs> everybody screws up now and then. Yeah, you, yeah, always yeah, get, yeah. you have uh, some uh, frame uh, data wrong or whatever. It always right, ends up right. happening. Uh, uh. And uh, both of them can say, no, it was Jake. No, that was Ryan. <laughs> it's actually true. So it's kind get of out of jail free card. Okay, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, Okay. Well, uh, I guess that's, uh, we'll take a break okay. for now. And then uh, when we come back, we will continue. What's the next categories that we have so All right. people can be held at the edge of their seats? Event of the year, not including Evo. Story of the year, positive story of the year. And FGC member of the year. Okay. Etc. There you go. All right. We'll be right back, guys. Stick around for some more Ultra Chen after this. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go grab some water. Hang oh, on. Can you grab me some water too? Jazzy NYC friends. You want me to put it in your PlayStation yes, bottle please. that you have? I left it here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eris is a really great commentator, and it's not just that he's a good jokester, although his jokes are probably the best. It's just that he, he knows the game really well, he always has little fun turns of phrase, he narrates really well. It's a really easy matchup for other commentators too, he's a really easy to go on him. He's definitely one of my favorite commentary partners. It's just that he doesn't travel enough. He doesn't go to enough things. He's making he's making enough money streaming home. Oh, it's gonna be gross. Unless you've filled it up recently. It's like three weeks old now. Is that what you're telling me? I think it's water. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I've commentated with Eris a bunch in MK9, MKX, yeah, Evil Top 8 at least twice. Maybe three times, actually. And I, it's always really fun. I think it goes really well. Yeah, if y'all would stop giving him so much money, maybe he'd have to travel to commentate. What do you think about that? 
your gratuity is selfish, ultimately. Don't you see that? Can't you see that? I've watched a lot of these streams in the past couple of months on account of Soul Calibur 6. Music is too loud. Somebody shoot them. Dude, he told that to me in person, Crispy Loves You. Hungry Box, actually, I saw him at Canada Cup, and when he saw me, he said if he does commentary that I was his role model and he wanted to, like, model his commentary after me, and that meant a lot. So, cool. yeah, I was actually really honored by that. So, obviously, uh, I love Hungry Box to play as well. So, <laughs> no one should ever adopt the puns, that's for sure. So, it's not what you want to do. But yeah, I asked him if he was gonna play uh, Ultimate or not. This is before the game came out. And he was like, he's like, I don't know. If not, I might go into more of a commentary position. So I think that's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. So. All right, well, it's back. <laughs> that's actually true, Flotas. When Justin Wong commentates, I learn how little I know about the game. I almost think Justin's a hard matchup on commentary because I know he knows more than anybody in the world. Right. So, like, even though I feel like I know a lot about games, I know he knows more than I do. Right, exactly. It's just like, I don't want to say the wrong mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> I mean, it's actually the hardest thing for the smallest fighting game community. Because that's one of the one things that I've always said about Seijan that has impressed me so much. Is that when he decided to go into commentary, he literally just gave up competing. Yeah. Despite the fact that he could have easily been like a top competitor in so many games. He could have been winning like KI tournaments. He could have yeah. been doing well at Wednesday Night Fights and Street Fighter a week after week. Probably. Probably. But he actually gave it up. And a lot of the smaller communities don't have those players who are willing to give it up and just do commentary. And some of the best ones that could be good commentators are too good to, to, to give it up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. All right, let's get right back into this then. Again, uh, before we start, just want to apologize to everybody about the buzz thing that's going on in here. I, I still don't know why it's happening. I, I'm still deciding if we need to get a whole new one of these things here. So uh, right. we'll see what we can do. <clears throat> Back to the Ultra Gen Awards for that's the year right. 2018. So what have we done so far? We did player, match, Fighting game, commentator, and now we're going to get to event. Okay. Event of the year, not Evo. So, leaving that one aside, the three best events of the year for you. Now, it doesn't need to be this way, but the way that I've always done it 
is that it's only tournaments that I actually went to. Oh, really? Okay. That's how I've always done it. Okay. And I'm going to okay. continue that trend. So All I didn't right. go to Evo this year, which means I can't do it anyway. So I, I just do whatever event if I just think it was a good event or I enjoyed it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. Now, I started the last one. No, you did. Yeah, you, you did. ended this last yes. one, so you go first go on first. this one. Number three. That time I went over to Mike DeBonis' house and just played casuals for like three hours. Really? Is that okay? Uh, I don't know how to type that. <laughs> how do you spell his last name? D E B O N I S. So the reason for this is that I felt that many tournaments this year felt very much the same. And it didn't seem to me like there were major differences between a lot of them. Um, I also didn't spend almost any time playing games this year uh, or the last year. A little bit, but mm -hmm. like not much. And as the year went on, and I've been talking about this, I've been doing physical therapy, and my hand control actually is improving. Okay. Uh, and because of that, I've been playing more. And I went to casuals for the first time since we met up for Marvel Infinite, I don't know, last year, yeah, 2017 with, with Olaf, maybe. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before yeah. that was 2015. Forever. It was probably whenever... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Mono came over to play with you. Right? <laughs> to, to yes, play that's probably, yeah, probably yeah. in 2016 or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, forever ago, forever ago. So I had such a good time just playing the video games again. I hadn't done that in forever. Uh, as I'll get to later on, I'm intending to do that more this is that, year. Is that a that big was... thing? Because there's some people in the chat that are talking about it. Like, like I guess he does it like every week or something? Yeah, or... they get together like on a weekly basis. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I'll be okay. hanging out with them again on Friday. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seriously, that was... Um, Meeting up for for locals and casuals is something I haven't done in almost ever for years, and I really missed it. it turns what game out. did they play mostly? Street Fighter and Tekken. Oh, nice. Okay, let me know. Maybe I'm okay. Sure, let's try it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, my number three was the Dragon Ball Fighter Summit of Power. Mm. Uh, God, I loved watching that, that so was much. A good one. It was so much fun to watch. I love what they did. I love like the production stuff that they did. I mean, it, it felt like one of those very um, it was very, they knew the FGC. They got a lot of FGC people to help with it. Like the little Wonder Years video they did was like genius and everything like that. that was and hilarious. then I just gotta say that the, um, what was that game that they played again? Shoot, what's the name of that game? Oh, Mafia you talking Mafia, about? Mafia, yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that was really funny. Dude, that Mafia session there with the Chris Matrix call out, yes, because Sejam was right. destroying everybody in that thing. He was doing it so well. And then Chris Matrix is like, yo, yikes, you would have come, come along with me when I called out Sejam and you did it, you know, because he even called out Sejam because he's like, Sejam is being way too logical. He's like, he's playing it exactly like he should if he was <laughs> like this. And because everybody in the chat was like, oh, this is done. Mafia is winning for sure. Sejam is too good. And then Chris Matrix did that and everyone was like, what? And then he was like, yikes, you would have backed me up. You would have backed me up, but I think you're part of the Mafia, too. So you say Jim and Yipes, are, and then that was the end of it right there. Dang, Dude, that thing was yeah. the greatest thing <laughs> ever. But just not even just that, but the matches were really good. They yeah. had a very cool commentary kind of scheme yes. where they were all sitting on the couches and people jumping. It looked like a fun environment. They're just all hanging around eating pizzas and whatever like that. You know, they were just having a good time. And then Hook and God took that one in a very surprising win, and it was really exciting. I just thought that the... Uh, 
I just thought that that event was really, really well done. It was really sick. It was so much fun to watch. And it really got to highlight what I think is the best part of the FGC compared to every single eSport out there is this, that the player personalities are just so good. The player personalities are on another level, I feel like, in the fighting game community. Uh, in terms of esports, so uh, I thought the Summit of Power did the best to expose that side of the fighting game community. That's a good point. So. I like it. That's mm-hmm. a great pick. My second place, by the way, for the fourth year in a row, is CEO. Oh, interesting. I thought no, CEO was your first last year, wasn't it's on it? On the list for. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. Not necessarily gotcha. always in second place, but gotcha, gotcha. has been on the list consecutively. Yeah, um, extremely, extremely good tournament. The, mm-hmm, turn- the mm-hmm. tournament itself was really nice, right? Mm-hmm. The actual running of the event was really nice. The extra stuff was great, too. Like I said that a lot of tournaments felt the same this year. That's not true for CEO. It did feel different. And it, it was for a couple of reasons. One is that it had a cool arena, right? It also has the wrestling theme, and you go to a wrestling thing there, which I did for the first time. I've never, never been to a right. wrestling event. And it was, it was cool. a lot of fun, actually. It was yeah. cool. I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought it was exactly going to. Exactly right. Yeah. Me too. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then the the hall, even though it's just like in a kind of nondescript convention center, something about CEO that feels, I don't know, bigger or more hype to me, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, to really quantify that. It might just be that there are so many people there. It right. feels like a big event because right. it is, but it's also the other stuff of the wrestling, the arena, the all the players who go. The matches are always sick. Right. It was run well. Um, unfortunately, Street Fighter went until like one a.m. or something. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was super great. Yeah. Oh, don't I mean, go outside the venue. Yeah, that was that was the only downside for to sure. CEO for that sure. Was, yeah, so. definitely the uh, don't go outside. But okay, stop. But speaking of but, come on, <laughs> yeah. Kat, stop but the tournament moving. itself was really great. Nice work. Yes, okay. So my number two event was... Hey, buddy. Uh, again, I don't have the restriction of stuff that I didn't go to. Uh, Ooh, elevator butt. My number two is uh, the Techno World Tour Finals. Yeah. I thought they just did a really good job. And I love the format that they had. I felt like it ran on time and everything like that. And, you know, the reveals that they had were super cool and weren't spoiled, you know. And... <laughs> The, okay, matches, right. the matches were really hype, everything. I, it's just, I, I really enjoyed it. I've always, I've just enjoyed the, the Tekken World Tour stuff all the time, and uh, I thought I thought they killed it this year with, with, with the way they produced it. I know even the guys that ran it felt like it went well, and they were all yes. excited about a lot of the things that happened. So. I really like that it was as as highly produced as it was while feeling FGC. Yeah, and not only that, but shout outs to them also for just picking different locations. Hey, yes, I like for, that a lot. For running to Amsterdam and, and doing an event for the Europeans and stuff like that. Yep. You know, they were in Japan. Last year they were in the US. This year they were in Europe. I like that trend. If I we agree. can, oh I agree. God, this cat just wants the belly rub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. a cat. Yeah, so that's my, that's my. Let's not let that fall. Yeah, don't knock that down, Nathan. Okay. All right. Uh, My winner, which has been on the top three for five out of six years that we've done this, Mm -hmm. with the exception of the one year that I couldn't go because I decided to go to Red Bull Kumite instead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh Uh, It's Combo Breaker. Okay. It's the best tournament in the world. Okay. Uh, I think that if I had had this 
if if, if we had not had the Evo restriction, I still would have said Combo Breaker. Okay. I didn't go to Evo this year, so I I can't say for sure. But judging on the last couple of years of both of those events that I have been to, I think I would say Combo Breaker is if you need to go to one tournament of the entire year, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the one. It's the one if you want to go to watch. It's the one if you want to go to play. Uh, it's the one if you want to go to hang out and do other stuff. Right. It's just, it's everything, I feel. they It's it's such a good event. Um, I am super happy to always go. Yeah. And and by the way, what when I say five of the last six years, part of that was UFGT. And I'm, I'm counting that as continuing. The Chicago Major with you know almost all the same people involved that that group of people has just made excellent tournaments for the last decade right it's they're okay. so good okay okay uh my number one this year was actually uh ceo this year okay yeah because uh i felt like that event was the one that stood out the most <clears throat> that moving that out of the way here oh, yeah. That was the event that, <laughs> that stood out the most uh, because it had that most unique aspect with the wrestling stuff. Yes. And so, you know, uh, along with the ECT, they kind of did their whole theme with the with the music stuff. Right, right. You know, that's kind of what I'm really starting to like is having the TO take whatever yes. their favorite thing is yep. and integrating it into the tournament. And the fact that they integrated that wrestling thing and gave me an experience that I never would have thought that I would have had. You know? I don't think I would have gone otherwise. Right. And yeah. not only that, but also an experience that someone like Ringe is never going to forget because he's been an NJPW fan forever. And he got to commentate right. an actual NJPW match with Kenny Omega and everybody in right. there. And, you know, I talked to him about it at CEO like on Sunday and like... He almost like he was coming to tears and stuff like that because it meant so much to him and everything like that. And so, you know, I I just felt like CEO really was that event this year that Jabaley really kind of did a great job with that because, uh, like you said, a lot of the events are starting to feel kind of similar to each other, like in in a lot of ways. And I felt like CEO stood out for that reason. Uh, It is true that many of the same people involved are involved in both CEO and Combo Breaker. Yeah, that's not There's a, a lot that's of not crossover. A, not a shock. No, at all, yeah, so. it's and again, those two tournaments have showed up on my list four years in a row, three years in a row, and like five out of the last six years. That's they're running, they're doing the best. They're definitely doing the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, congrats to them. My fourth, if we had had a fourth, would have been Viennality. Oh yeah, of course. I had of a blast at Viennality. Right. Uh, in part because I wanted to go see Vienna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's a pretty mm-hmm. cool city. Uh, but on top of that, speaking of the feeling of it being different, while everything else is in a hotel ballroom or in a convention center, that was in an old building from the early 1800s, and it had pictures up on the wall of, from the mid-1800s. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. It felt very different. So I like that, and that's what stands out in my mind. So that's I think that would be it. I did have two uh, honorable mentions that I wanted to bring up for this one. This was another one that was really tough for me to mention because there's just a lot of them that I want to mention for very specific reasons. Uh, One, I did want to mention First Attack, Mm -hmm. mostly Mm -hmm. because obviously the year that they've had and it's just something that people, again, they just we just stop talking about it a lot of times, which is, of course, that the fact that they got decimated by the hurricane and to see First Attack still running as fine as it ever was and 
bringing the community together and giving everybody this kind of positive light, you know, for the island of Puerto Rico, you know, I thought was awesome. Uh, so I was super happy for them. The other one, of course, was uh, Climax of Night, mm -hmm. which again, you know, I talked about the Eunice stuff. And so uh, I was just, I Very mean, cool. that's so cool. Like, that's how you do it, right? If you like a game like that, and you say, I want this game to, to get its shine, then you run your own event that has it. Obviously, it's not that easy to do. It's You just don't run your own event. Yeah. So shout out to Shinobi for steps. doing a good job with that and steps. everything like that. But I am just belly rubbing this cat so badly right Chat now. Chat can't really see. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. You'll just have to imagine. Yeah. So that's it for event. Now, let's get to positive story of the year. Okay. Story of the year. Uh, I mean, for me, like, I just want to put the caveat in there that it's not exactly always positive, but mm -hmm. it's just something to think about. Something okay. to think about. So, okay. So I have to do number three first, right? And uh, uh, my number three story of the year was uh, just... Uh, there were so... So many good games that came out this year. Yeah. So it's just the F, this fighting games, 2018 fighting game. There were so many good games that came out this year. This is the year that Dragon Ball came out. Indeed. Right? And this is the year that Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle came out. Soul Calibur came out. This was the year that uh, I, I wrote down a whole bunch of these things, I feel like. Yeah. Hey, Smash Ultimate. Um, you're talking about. Smash Ultimate, Soul Calibur 6. Not only that, but a bunch of indie games got released this year for fighting games. This was just like. There were so many. I've never seen anything like this in terms of fighting games. And I just, like, I feel like that's, it's, it was such a cool year to be a fighting game player, to yeah. have this many games. I mean, I have had days where I've been streaming Soul Calibur and Blaze Blue and all these different fights, Smash Ultimate, and I'm just having a blast with, like, every single, and they're all good. It's not like the fighting games are coming out and they're all crap. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was yeah. back in the day when we had like Mace the Dark Age and like yeah. Time Killers and, yeah. and and War Gods with the burning hot 3D button, right? It's 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 they're all super good and so yeah, that is a crazy crazy thing that's been going on okay. for this year. That's a good one. Okay. My third is also game related in the games themselves. It's that I felt that this may have been the most balanced a uh, year of major fighting games. The that is to say, the games themselves had excellent balance um, in a way that has become the norm, but historically was definitely not the norm for sure. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. that's even in, not that long ago games, right? Even even game. Oh, hey, buddy. Uh, even games just a few years ago were not always like that. But I felt like this year had super super great results as far as balance goes for Street Fighter for. Tekken for Injustice, uh, even by the end, Dragon Ball became pretty good at it. Right, right? like a, a lot of the games were really, really good at that, uh, and I think that's really cool. I'm really excited that that is the case. Now, I mean, obviously, in years past, there have been balanced games. It's not the first year that balanced games right. existed, uh -huh, uh -huh. but I don't know that we've ever had this many balanced games that are like the main games right. at once. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I was I mean, really happy with even that. the fact that Ultimate feels... A Dragon Ball early was not the case, but by the end, I think... Smash Godzilla. Brothers Ultimate even feels more balanced at release than any other Smash Brothers. You know what oh, I mean? It feels, it feels like yeah. It feels like they... It feels like the year that the developers have cared the most. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So my story number two of the year is uh, is that there are so many games. <laughs> Wait, what? How are you doing? There are too many games right oh, now, okay. man. So the first yeah, one was uh, yay. The second one is nay. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. see, right. so the second one is god damn, there are too many games. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's been the hardest fighting game year that I think that I've ever had um, just because there are so many good games to play right now. I don't know what to do. I literally don't know what to do. I want to play more Tekken. I want to play more Soul Cow. I want to play more Smash. I want to play more... B- I haven't played BB Tag like in half a year. Right, just because I've been concentrating too much on Soul Calibur and then Smash Brothers and then all these things. Like, I also want to pick up Street Fighter again. Yeah. I want to, dude. There's just too many goddamn games right now. I don't know what to do. I haven't even touched Unist. I haven't played a versus match in Unist at all. And I've been at least a year removed from Guilty Gear. Right. I haven't played Guilty Gear, which is one of my favorite games, in over a year. You know, and uh, dude, I don't know what to do. Like, I. I literally am not sure how to resolve this problem because I literally want to play them all. I know we're not supposed... You just pick the ones that you want to... Dude, I can't pick. I can't pick. Like, I literally cannot sit here and just be like, this one's going by the wayside without feeling like I'm picking my favorite children. You know what I mean? Like, I am like... Every time I'm like, I guess I got to drop this game. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. (laughs) I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I'll play you. I'll play you again. So, yeah. it's Dude, this year has been been tough. Very, very tough. So, that's my second story of the year. Okay. (laughs) All right. My number two positive story of the year mm-hmm. is the fighting game team market correction. Okay. Uh, market correction, I think, if you want to encapsulate it. Uh, that is to say, on one hand, it sucks that Echo Fox dropped a bunch of players and that other players were also dropped and that player salaries are going down to some degree. Um some of those guys are my clients, and that is really crappy. And I'm sorry for them, and I hope that that gets fixed soon. That said, I am encouraged that there was a correction in the market because I want sustainability yes. above mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. else. Um, I want to have growth for sure, but I most want to have a sustainable community that can continue and not fall apart if there's not incredible venture money from Echo Fox's mm-hmm. capitalist backer, venture capitalist backers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that risk where I, I think that we sort of were in that situation and then now we are less in that situation because Echo Fox had seriously pumped up the salaries so, so much uh, in a way that almost nobody else could keep up with mm-hmm. and that's not the case anymore. So I think that we've gone back to a more sustainable situation and I'm really happy about that. Like I said, I really want the players to get paid more, and that's like actually my job in some cases. But primarily, I'm really happy that it, it's a sustainable business model. Yeah. And we can uh-huh, continue uh-huh. to have the FGC for many years in the future. So positive I mean, for me. Uh, I, I've been talking about that whole thing about the esports overpromising. That's a big problem for me. So yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. So let's let's make sure that we're realistic about everything. Realism, man. Yep. Realistic about let's it, so about that it. we don't rip the pull the rug out from people like exactly. this. So, okay. All right. And then my number one story of the year, again, not necessarily positive, but it's not like a worst kind of thing, right? Um, is that uh, 
uh, I've been trumpeting this all year long, and it's I don't feel like Latin America gets the, enough support from the FGC. I really, really want to help Latin America. They have such a strong scene down there. I mean, people always joke. Um, dude, there are people down there who will destroy us in so many different games because they're all still playing Fightcade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, these guys are ridiculous in some of those games, right? And honestly, you know, the, the, between the lack of premieres that were in Latin America this year and just crossover couldn't get to America because, you know, the Latin America qualifier was too late in the year, so he couldn't really... Because a lot of people are like, why didn't he get the thing early? Because he didn't know he was going to win. It costs yeah, a lot I mean, of money to, to, to try to get, you know, to, 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 to apply for a visa and stuff like that, right? So, like, I just feel like we should... We really need to do more because Europe obviously doesn't have a lot of the restrictions that that Latin America has. It's also a financial restriction as well. Um, And then Asia doesn't have this problem. I really feel like right now Latin America is in one of the biggest disadvantaged positions because also, you know, I we had talked about season passes and I was like, season passes aren't that badly. But like for some of the Latin America players, buying a season pass is like half a month of salary. Like, literally getting the season pass for any one of these fighting games is like half a month of salary for some of these players down there. That is the despair. That's how, that's how, that's the discrepancy in terms of the financial uh, ability that we have here and they have there. So TOs down there are not just like buying things for this and players are not just struggling to stay good. Like, they're struggling to stay competitive and stuff like that. It is a lot of work down there. Uh, having a lot of trouble and so you know I've been doing the FTC locals thing I've been doing a lot of uh, Latin America scenes and you just see how many good players down there and I've talked to Latin American players just about the struggles that they have I really hope that CPT this year does more for them Uh, I really hope that you know the TWT still has a premier event down there and all that stuff like that so I just I, I feel like the US the North America area needs to do more to help promote the Latin America and to show the Latin American governments and just the people down there why that this is something that is worth letting your players travel for, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, just finding some way to, to, to support that scene a lot more because there's so many strong players down there and so much dedication down there. There's, I mean, the scariest part is, I, I, I've told this story before, sorry if I'm rambling here, but like I went down there one time and you know, you talk to those guys down there and they're just like, you know, what can we do, you know, to get more support, you know, from a lot of the, 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 the companies and everything like that. They're always from this position where, you know, they're trying so hard. There's so many people out there with aspirations and dreams and they're really putting a lot on on the esports stuff and you know while that might not be the best thing for them to do but the, the brightest and the best out there do deserve to have a chance to to be successful and to shine so that's kind of my story right there. all right man. So, yeah sounds good to me mm-hmm. um that's been on my list three out of the seven years three out of the six years we've done it mm-hmm. yeah i remember i remember uh I don't. I don't think I remembered any of those years that I had previously said it. So I thought about saying it this time, and then I looked it back, and I was like, eh. <laughs> "Hold off on that." Right, right, right. But yeah, no, it's an important story, even still. So my number one is Sonic Fox versus Goichi mm, in Dragon Ball. Okay, the arc, okay. The arc that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That okay. was to me the most fun story to follow. Um, I don't particularly care for the video game that they play, but it's. I was kept engaged 
by their very organic and super cool rivalry. Mm-hmm. I love that it wasn't like a staged thing. It wasn't set up. I mean, it was uh, Esports li- Arena kind of took advantage of it right. and like did it kind of like artificially inflated. But even without that, it definitely was going on. Right. It was super fun to pay attention to um, each time that it would come up. I felt like a rooting interest in one side uh, that I haven't felt in a while. I don't feel like I've had the like regional rivalry <laughs> personal feel right. for a while. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when Sonic Fox and Goichi were going at it, like when they went at it at final round, I was there in the crowd. We were like hooting and hollering in yeah, in like an old sort of Nor- NorCal versus SoCal yeah. rivalry sense, and I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, so that that for me was really really fun to follow. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then Kazunoko won four Dragon Balls. Yeah. So. But the thing about it was like it all came from literally just Goichi saying Sonic Fox is next, like at a small yeah. little Japanese yeah, yeah, tournament. Right. Yeah. And right. It just it just happened. It's very organic. Yeah. And it just happened. And honestly, even to this day, even though Sonic Fox won Evo, it's still hard to say which one came out on top because they just kept going back and forth and back and forth. So right now, probably Sonic Fox is a little bit on top, but like you said, Kazunoko's kind of thrown a monkey wrench into that whole Pretty good player. Thing, so. so yeah, uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a really cool story. Uh, honestly, I, I would love to have more things, more storylines to follow in that sense in the fighting game scene. Honestly, I've I, I was talking about this last week on, on stream, but I've always said that it's the players that make the fighting game that in the end it's always going to be the players that make the fighting game because it really doesn't matter what the fighting game is if the storylines and the drama is all there and honestly if Dragon Ball Fighters didn't have this Goichi Sonic Fox storyline at the beginning of it like I don't feel like it would have even gotten as strong as it did I I wonder what impact it had yeah I mean a lot of people really liked the game and were playing the game because of the game itself Uh but some percentage of the people me included we're really only still involved because of the players. Right, exactly. The only still exactly. So, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people that, that is, but mm-hmm. interesting question. All right. Okay. Those are my three stories. Stories, okay. What's the next category? Next category is FGC Member of the Year. Oh, oh boy. Man, okay. in going back, th- so all the ones that I first sprung to my mind, I have already <clears throat> said in previous years. So this year I had to come up with new ones. Well, because I don't want to so, just keep recycling. That's what the thing is. I couldn't remember all the ones, and I, I went. I kept looking back and trying to see if I had named the ones that I named before, yeah. and I I swear I did, and I couldn't find them. Okay. So that's one thing, and two. I remember last year we kind of said that kind of like how Evo is dropped from event. Yes. Like we should just kind of drop like ten O staff. Basically, right? Yeah, we can't because they're gonna. They're just that's ten O and Markman are gonna win every year. Yeah, it could be like them or Rick or right. I mean, there's like a small group of people that are just like the they right because like of. I I really really wanted to highlight Hanzo this year. I did last year. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. And so or like I ago. really wanted to, to 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 give number one to Hanzo this year, but it's just like that's just ten o and he, he's because I don't feel like he gets enough credit to be honest with you. I, I really honestly don't. So let's see. Uh, last year I had Markman. I also had Red Bull Crew and Marvel Lives, and the previous year is when I had Hanzo Gonzo mm-hmm. and Katana Prime and Markman. So bad on me for doing the same guy two years. Yeah, and it's, but it's hard not right. to. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like 
I have the same person again, but I couldn't find them in 2017. I couldn't find them in 2016. So if I did name them, it was back in 2015. Okay. So it's been long enough okay. that I can, I guess do I can do this. Do it. So. But you're first, right? Because you just did your story of the year. So you'd start first on this one. You got it. My first FGC member of the year, number three. Uh-huh. High five. Okay. High five. I think he's... So as the scene has moved more and more onto Twitter, which is not a new phenomenon, obviously, but mm-hmm. as we're all on there, it's really important to have somebody who does the recaps yeah. in, in like a Twitter-style, digestible way, right? Yes. Some people have been doing links to, you know, here, check it out on Shoryuken or wherever, Event Hubs. Here's the whole recap. But Hi Fight does it on Twitter... Uh, in a really cool way and his videos and gifts have been really helpful I feel but it's not even just that he also put out a video game which is pretty cool <laughs> in footsies that I, I, I like that so yeah. he shout out to him Finally, he's a good player yeah he's a good player he's a good and, player too and, and, and not only that too but like there was one time I was talking to him and you know I just feel like he's so important from a historical context mm-hmm. right because he keeps these clips and, and I was like we need to just have a server for him to store all this stuff because yes. he says like it takes too much space and he was like i can't afford a server like that to hold on that and i was like let's crowdfund high fight right okay yeah and he was like no because it's not my content he's like i can't take money for other people's content like that. and i was just like my god so not only is he doing all this stuff on his own spending so much time doing all this yeah. stuff but he also has that kind of morals out there and you know that kind okay, of thing so he started to put out content of his own and he uh, has put out match analysis videos yes. uh-huh, uh-huh. that are really cool. I highly recommend checking them out. You can check out his Twitter. I'm sure mm-hmm. the link is there. But yeah, he's a, he's an important member of the scene, I feel. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. 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 Uh, my number three, and I swear I've mentioned these guys before. Uh, I'm kind of unfair because I have categories for this one. Uh, my number three is Javits, Automatoc. And all of the tech monsters the tech out monsters. there that are doing a lot of great things out there. I've always joked that I'm an automatic shill. I'm also a Javits shill. And, you know, I don't care what, you know, any person out there says that, you know, just because they don't play in tournaments doesn't mean they're not in, they're, they're not significant. So these guys have for been sure. doing so much stuff. They've been doing so many great things uh, for the fighting game. They keep coming up with all this great tech. They keep doing all this. And I, I don't feel like they get a lot of the, the, the recognition I feel like they deserve. So shout outs to the tech monsters out there. Aliun is another one. There's all, there's a lot of like even a Pochoclo from the Latin America scene oh, yeah. has been doing a lot of stuff with like, uh, with Manat, I believe it was, you know, the, there's just all these tech monsters out there that keep coming up with a lot of cool shit. And, uh, I feel like that they deserve uh, a, a nice call out. That, By the so. way, Automatic also coaches Street Fighter. Yes. And mm-hmm. he still shows up to tournaments sometimes. Too, mm-hmm. so. Yep. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay. My second FGC member of the year is somebody who just a couple of hours ago told Elon to accept the props that they were trying to give him, but who I feel may not feel the same way right now. Uh, that is Ace King Offsuit. Yeah, okay. Ace King Offsuit. Uh, he so it's sort of a at the at the ground level it's sort of a similar reason to high fight as the scene has become more and more focused on Twitter it's really important to have people who will put things out on Twitter that are uh, digestible like in a Twitter format for upcoming events and he does that he puts together really really nice 
schedules and here's what to watch for and stream names and all that sort of stuff. I really like that. But he's been doing that for a little while. I also really like that he's been on Best of Five and I think has been a super important part of that show, putting together the recaps that they've done, uh, which I think are really good and are part of why we stopped doing that <laughs> to the mm-hmm, same degree. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he... On, and on that show covers it so much better he puts together like actual slides of the results <laughs> so he actually puts it it's right. great I really like that and then he also was writing for the Tekken World Tour yep. writing articles mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of different stuff nice work to him Ace King Offsuit yeah I feel like I had him in a past year did you? I feel like I did because that's why I didn't put him on this year. Oh, maybe. I like okay. I, had, I just I'm gonna I have to go back and check. I didn't write down your list, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna have to go back and check. Maybe I swear I to God, I had him, but like, I, otherwise I would have put him on the list. And if I haven't ever put him on a list, now I feel really terrible, to be honest with you. Um, so my second one, uh, see again, I swear to God that I've done one of these guys before. Okay. Here. Uh, but it's to the content creators that have really kind of started stepping up out there, in particular Core A Gaming and Born Free. Okay. Uh, I feel like these guys have been doing a lot of really, really good content. Um, you know, the interviews, the, the in-depth analysis. I know Gerald of, you know, Gerald Lee of Core A Gaming has, uh, is not, this is now his main job. Right. This is just what he does now. Right. And so he travels all over the place and does a lot of interviews and stuff like that. I feel like those guys, like I said, I have all these names and I didn't want to leave any of them off. So I put Gerald and Born Free into the same category because I feel like they're so important uh, to the scene for the content. Born Free obviously doing some of the best interviews we have out there and Gerald really kind of analyzing a lot of different things while creating these just super entertaining videos to watch. You know, like I'm, I want to make more content this year and I can only hope to aspire to his level yeah. of, you know, of engaging yeah. quality content. And production. So, yeah, and production. Great. He does exactly. a great job. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, actually, and Zafarino as well. You know, he's been doing a lot of content there as well. So a lot of the guys out there that are doing a lot of uh, good content out there. Yeah. All right, my number one FGC member of the year. Okay. I think this is the first time that I've done this. It's a player. Um, Because we kind of made this category as like a way to recognize people who weren't players. Yeah. So it's Sonic Fox. What? Uh, And it's because in... In the player section, he's the best player of the year. He is. But I felt he was also the most important FGC <laughs> member of the year. Right. Uh, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the way that he got out there and sort of brought the FGC to other people, mm-hmm. he's done that more this year as a player than anybody has in a long time. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, been really helpful for us. The way that he's done it has been super, super great. As you were talking about earlier, his personality, who he is, the way he interacts with people, those are all really valuable mm-hmm. uh, to the scene. So that's him. I mean, he's not making that up just to help the scene, but he that, I think, has been a major help to the scene, yeah, yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and I really like it. Obviously, he is. He did win Esports Player of the Year. I don't know that that's like why I would pick him, but it does. that really helps in the... That and then the controversies that happened afterward and all that right, sort of stuff. Yeah. That was a huge part in in bringing the FGC to people in a 
I feel, much more positive light. So I, I was really happy about that. Um, he's such a good kid. It's cheating. You can't do that. He's what? already getting accolades everywhere. I, dude, I have you him like have at least g- four you, times on you, here, by You've given him another accolade? I mean, it's come not on. over. Share the love, David. I really don't think it's over. Share the love. Oh, man. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, well, Sonic Fox is not my number one for FGC member of the year. Uh, my FGC member... I think that was a good pick. It is a good pick, but it's just kind of outside the, what we're supposed to do for the category. My I, number, I think the reasons for it were good. All right, anyway, go My on. number one <laughs> is High Fight. Okay. Okay, so I put him as number one because I really do think from a historical context... He's so important to the community. He's such a great way for people to catch up on things when there's just so many events and it's so hard to keep up with it. He also translates a bunch of posts from important posts, tweets from people. He made footsies, like you said. He's doing his own analytics series, you know. And then this year when he actually created, yeah, I should just type in his uh, at high fight th. When he actually uh, did the 2018 year in summary thread, oh, that thing was beautiful. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. loved looking through that. It was mm-hmm. so good. It was very nice. So uh, I definitely feel like he's like one of the most valuable members of the fighting game community right now. So definitely shout-outs uh, to High Fight. So, one reason know. I really like that kind of stuff, too, is that it, it, it came out of a very grassroots, just, again, organic sort of mm-hmm, development. Mm-hmm. He just started doing it. And it wasn't like he, he, there was no big run up to the announcement that he'd start doing it. He just was doing it. He just started doing it. He just was doing uh... it. And people who knew him, I guess, started sharing it around, Mm -hmm. retweeting it. Every once in a while, I'd see a retweet or whatever. And then eventually I saw enough retweets and I was like, I should probably follow this. Yeah, same here. And and Uh that happened with like 20,000 people. Yep. It was, yeah, that kind of development I think is really cool. And you know, the funniest thing about it too is I'm sure there's going to be the the, the skeptics out there being like, man, all he does is make highlights and da-da-da. I'm like, you do it. I don't know if there's any skeptics. I hope not. I hope there's no skeptics out there because like it's just one of those things that by the time you've done it for three months, You've got to hate doing it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that you're like, oh, okay, here we go again. Let me find highlights. And yeah. I don't even know how he finds the time to watch all this. Uh, I don't know. He's got a job and everything. Yeah, it's stuff. crazy. So, but yeah. Um, we have definitely given Max an award for sure. Uh, I think that, that was may a have been wild. The first year. Yeah, it was like, that might have been years right and at the years very and years beginning. Ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. don't worry about that. Yeah, that was yeah. an early one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, a lot of people are talking about Giuna and Majin, obviously. And great picks. They're definitely great picks as well. So, yeah, great um, picks. Um, well, maybe you know, strong consideration for 2019. Scroll it away in the old noggin up yeah, here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, do we want to take Fighting a break? Fighting Tuesday is really nice. Or do you, yeah, sure. Let's see how many we have left. So we've gotten through FGC Member of the Year. Now remaining, we have Newcomer of the Year, Worst of the Year, and then Random, Random Select, Select and FGC Resolutions. Okay, do you want to take a break or do you want to do one more? Uh, let's do one more. Okay, one more. What do you got? What's the next one? Newcomer of the Year. Newcomer of the Year. So for my number three, I actually can't remember this one, strangely enough. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, my newcomer of the year is uh, the indie fighting games that we have shown up here this year because this has been a banner year for indie fighting okay. games. Uh, 
Uh, we've had Omen of Sorrow right. released. We've had Punch Planet right. come out. We've had Pocket Rumble become officially That's released. Them's Fighting Herds has kind of hit there. Uh, I think Sliced Ice and Rice is new for this year as well. Right. Uh, I don't even think I've covered half of it. You know what I mean? Like, there's just been so many new fighting games. Fight of God. <laughs> Was that this year? Was that this year? No, that... no. We, I played that in... At first attack in 2017. I don't know if Blade Strangers counts as an indie fighting game, does it? I, I don't know who makes it. I mean, there's also like, what, Million Arthur or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, dude, there are so many fighting games out there. And so. <laughs> footsies, I, that's true. Footsies, yeah, there you go, is another one. And so I actually feel like. Um, uh, you know, shout outs to all these guys trying to come into this world here, and it's it's really tough. Like I said, there's so many fighting games right now trying to stand out in this giant sea of Dragon Balls and Tekkens and Street Fighters and and now MK11s and stuff like that. is It's going to be a tough kind of thing, but you know, if you can, you enjoy it. Support the uh, support the indie fighting games. <laughs> I don't even have to look at the screen to know why you're shaking your head. So. Nope. Anyways. That actually was number one on my worst last year. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I Dang. remember. Uh, all right. My third place newcomer of the year is Smash Ultimate. Okay. Seems like a really good game. It just came out. So I didn't think I could give it game of the year or anything like that. Right. Yeah, but yeah, of course. As of course. a newcomer, it's definitely going to be played a lot and a good game. So mm -hmm. I'm happy about that. I really thought about giving it Soul Calibur. The reason I didn't is just that I think the Soul Calibur scene is smaller. Well, it is smaller. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's... So I don't expect the impact to be quite as great, which mm -hmm. is why I gave it to Smash. But I really thought about giving it to Soul Calibur. Maybe I should have. Okay. But it's okay. too late. <laughs> Smash. Smash Brothers. Okay, okay. I, I appreciate that. I mean, I had it as number two fighting game of the year. So, you know, no shock there. Uh, my number two is BB Tag because I haven't had a chance to give it credit in other places and stuff like that. And also, I really wanted to put Soul Calibur in here as well, but Soul Calibur is an existing franchise, True. whereas BB Tag is really just a brand new thing. It is... Well, it's existing franchises right, but, but it's a, together, it's a right? new it's a, it's new systems they had to come sure, up the with game something is new, of course. Yeah, they had to come up with a completely new game engine yes. as a way to make it work. And uh, I felt like they did a really good job with that. So uh, BB Tag is uh, my number two uh, newcomer of the year because I have a funny feeling I know what your number one is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my second place. Are you done? Yeah. Got sure. it. Uh -huh. My number two is Hook Gang God. Okay. It's not like he just started playing fighting games in 2018. He had been playing Gear and Persona for a little while and mm. was like a known online player. was strong. But for him to go to his first tournament and then within just a few months to have taken an event like the Summit is almost unheard of. That, that rapid pace of go to a tournament, all of a sudden you are among the four <laughs> or five best in the world. Right. Almost never. Yes. Like in history. So that, that was amazing. Um, I don't I mean, I'm just really impressed by somebody who can figure it out that fast. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. He won the Summit event right. as well. So he even got strong enough to take a, a major event like that's what I'm that. Saying. Yeah, so, he's got yeah. a Dragon Ball, man. It's, yeah, that's right. He has a Dragon you know? Ball. Uh -huh. He's in pretty, there. Pretty crazy. So, pretty crazy. Yeah. So there you go. There you it's, go. Uh, it's very rare. 
Punk is is I don't know if that's even the same kind of example because he had been going to offline events in his local area for a little while, mm-hmm. although primarily was playing online. But Punk is is again one of the, even if you include right. him a very short list of players right. right who has done that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean he literally just went started going to NLBC and then all of a sudden you started hearing people talk about Hook and God yeah. out of nowhere all yeah. of a sudden it was just like huh interesting for sure okay yeah well uh, my number one is um, uh, update Hook and God all <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, so basically same one and two essentially, just in opposite positions. You don't know my first place game. Uh huh. I mean, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I know. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. But uh, number one is hooking God because it's very rare that we actually get to talk about a newcomer who is a newcomer. Because a lot of times you talk about, oh, you know, the joke is, you know, the, the what was the newcomer of the year? That, that's Nemo. Nemo, Rising yeah. Star uh-huh. of Rising Star, right. So it's very rare that we actually get a player showing up and then being that dominant so quickly and playing so well right away. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like I said, you, you said he's been playing fighting games for a long time, but he's still a young guy, right? Not, and he hasn't not, played... not, even, not a long time, a couple right. of years. And, and, and he hasn't even gone to that many offline tournaments. He hadn't or... gone yeah. to an offline tournament exactly. until this year. So uh, crazy. Honestly, uh, he is. It's it's very ridiculous for that, you know, and and to do it in a game with such talent as Kazunoko Goichi and Sonic Fox and Dogra and all these other yeah. killers out there to have him be right in the mix of things in his first competitive offline fighting game. He's been able to travel the world now, you right. know, he's been able to do all these cool things right. and so like I said, there's very rare that we actually get to talk about a real true newcomer player like this, so I had to put him as number 1. So, there you go. Hooking God is number one. What's your number one, <laughs> Ultra David? What's your number one? Leave me alone, all right. All right, what's your number one? It's Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Okay. But, of course. Yes. It was the best new game of the year. It was the best game of the year. It was the best of the year. Nice work. Okay. Arxis. It was, okay. yeah, it was, it's just such a good I game. I like that. They need to clip that, and they need to, they need to put that on the BB Tag box. You know, quote, blah, 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 dash Ultra David, and then put it next to the sticker that says Evo Game, you know. <laughs> Do they have that sticker? They did. They did have Dang, a sticker this okay, past wow. year. Yeah, there was literally a featured at Evo or something sticker on the boxes. So Dang. there you go. Yeah, man, what a good game. Yeah. What a good video game. Okay. Okay. So no, no, nothing want to expand on it or anything? What, what needs expanding? I really think it was the best. Okay, okay, okay. It was the best... Arxis developed game of the year. Okay. Cool. All right. And the previous game I mentioned, Smash Ultimate, was the best game of the year, new new game of the year that ah, not true. Soul Calibur. Dang. I was gonna say it was the best game that Bandai was involved with, but actually <laughs> there was also Soul Calibur. Fair enough. All right. Fair anyway, enough, we'll so. Okay. All right. Uh, now let's take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back. We will be doing some more awards. What are the awards coming up? Uh, worst, whatever of the year. Then, random select, a.k.a. whatever. Right. And then we're going to just discuss our resolutions okay. for 2019. Sounds good. All right. All be right. right back, guys.
Of course, that's your favorite thing in the stage. I was just about to say it right before you answered it, too. Oh, One of the things when when they announced he was coming to Ultra Street Fighter 4, I went up to Kamofu and I was like, there's only one thing that you have to make sure that you do. He said, what? But make sure beats in my head comes back. He said, we got you. Even about that, that's a four version. It's not as good, not obviously. As good. I mean, it's hard to be better than third strike music, right? The yes. third strike music is just, it's the best. So what a good movie. The crazy thing about the the, 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 the soundtrack is that is it's just this weird, grimy dirtiness to it that I feel doesn't exist in like any other soundtrack. Really? I feel like yeah. it's like quite jazzy and. Well, yeah, I, but it's I don't mean dirty and like like there's just like this I don't know like underground kind of like funk to it. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like there's hip hop. Yeah, and 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 the way that it sounds, it's it's not like the instruments are come out crisp. There's something about the way the soundtrack in this game sounds. It sounds like has this interesting filter that kind of muffles it a little bit. And I don't know. I really, really love that so much. Oh, the CPS three. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I not even gonna lie, Curly W. Nerd Josh was very, very close. To making my FTC member of the year, he he had such a an impact on a lot of things. So yeah, exactly, Breezy Die. It has a little grime, and I say that in all positive ways. I love the way it sounds. It, it makes it sound unique. You know what I mean? It's it, it weird. Weirdly, by having that kind of time sound, it feels more timeless to me in, in a weird way. So. I mean, is that is that really what it's just called, drum and bass? Look, I I have no knowledge of electronic music genres at all whatsoever. All I know is that house music does this all the time. That's all I know is is, is house music. So. I used to know a lot about that stuff. I was way into music, and I was way into in particular electronic music. Yeah, I've never been into electronic music, so I was really big into like minimal stuff and. Weird stuff like happy hardcore. I was really into. Really, yeah, happy was, hardcore. I was way into that. Yeah, I was very good. Well, Nerd Josh, he's just been doing a lot of stuff, building a lot of. Um, uh, he's been building a lot of, you know, uh, community stuff in SoCal, and he's always, you know, just been doing a lot of cool things. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alice TJ. Uh, uh, I did like Alice TJ to be honest, but I understand that that is not happy hardcore. Thanks. <laughs> what? what? How did that even get come, bring up here? Uh, crack prom photos. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like Alice TJ. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, you want to move I don't on? Know anything about Alice TJ? Okay, okay. Is this a good song? Yeah. 
This uh, I love this. I love Dudley. I love Yang's. This is good. Also, Yang's good. I'm not quite as into. You're, I just like Yang because it has that weird secret agent sound. Yeah, it's it. clearly yeah. James Bond. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. exactly. So. I was into Roller Girl. Well, that's. I think they did hear that. I think they did hear the roller girl. <laughs> oh thing. man! Okay, okay. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with that. All right. Name me an Alice DJ song. Do you think you're better off alone? Okay, I'll go look it up. Oh, I'll look it okay. up at some point in time. That was just like in the air in the '90s. I mean, I've, I've probably, probably have heard it, probably and will. I just don't know how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so I'll go listen. To it. What was it called again? Do you think you're better off alone? Do you think you're better off alone? Okay. That's all the lyrics. Okay. okay. Almost. All right. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah, get to... Yeah, sing it, David. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's this guy. Okay. Let's get to some of the worst of the year. Okay. Uh, worst of the year. You start at three. Great. Uh, weird category. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of especially because this year there actually was some yeah. There's bad some stuff, really so. crazy stuff that happened this year. So yeah, here's my number three, and uh, I'm partly to blame for this. Uh, is governments getting involved in fighting games in weird ways? Uh, that I don't, I don't love involvement. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't love that Japan's esports association JESPA is giving out pro licenses. Ugh, God, I really want I think to put that, that in sucks. there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hate that. Uh, I don't like that Saudi Arabia is doing stuff. They have a thing with Japan. I don't want them involved. Uh, I don't want the Olympics involved. That is for dang sure. Mm -hmm. um, it's not exactly government, but it's kind of intergovernmental and sort of whatever and related. Uh, also, um, the army, I, in retrospect, wish that I hadn't done. Um, at the time, I thought that it was not going to be about recruitment. I thought that it was going to be helping soldiers have a good time, which mm -hmm. I'm cool with. Somebody's in the army. Right. I'm, I'm, which, yeah, it sure. do, which it did which do. Which it did do. Which it did do. Now, it seems like they're going to be using it for the future for recruitment. Um, I took my Alaska trip for no reason, you realize now. So, here's why I went to Alaska. <laughs> uh, part of it, I mean, I'm not blameless or naive in any sense. Um, I thought that maybe there was a chance that in the future that they would use it for recruitment, but it's always been a dream of mine to see the Northern Lights. Literally, there was one year that it was visible in L.A., and I literally stood outside for three hours just trying to see it. Mm -hmm. um, it's always important to me. And I did, even though it was unlikely it's summertime, shouldn't have been able to see it, it was there. So that's cool. I, and it was seriously something I'll never forget. But at the same time, um, my bad for helping to initiate something that is recruiting in a way that I don't really agree with. So, um, yeah, I feel bad about that. Yeah, yeah so, so there you go. I think that sucks. I think all those things suck. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a problem. It's definitely a problem. And you know what's interesting about that? That's where a lot of the conflict, you know, is starting to arise for me, right? Because obviously I did a couple of the Army events. And uh, if I had a choice, I'd probably still do them because it's 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 career for me. Right? I get it. It's yeah, something it's, that sure. I have to do. Yeah, yeah, for me it's elective, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's tough. Like I don't like the recruitment aspect of it, but at the same time, you know, I I was happy enough that when I went there, that a lot of people that were there were so involved in the FGC that sure. they already sure. knew a lot of the players. Oh, for and all sure, that stuff and some like of the players that, were so. good. And, and I don't mean to speak badly of anybody who's actually involved in the military. Shout out to Osiris. I'm not opposed to having a military. 
uh, and I'd like the people who are in it to not have bad times. So mm-hmm. I, that's cool. I'm I'm cool with that. Right. That's but that's basically the recruiting way recruiting people into something is something I feel differently. Yeah, that's about. that's the way that I can justify feeling okay doing it. To be honest, with I, you, I think you that's know? really not that bad. I think right. that's fine. It's right. just I don't want to recruit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah for My sure. bad if I'm involved in that. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, my number three. Uh, it's just the continuation drama of esports plus FGC. Okay. It's just okay. it's just yeah. not working. It's just not working. There's been so many things that have, have like I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like even though the um, I, I guess that it didn't go badly, but there was like the E League reality show that I thought was really kind of weird for, <laughs> right, for, for for obvious reasons. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. There was that. There was you know the the, the Monte Cristo thing calling out the FC saying, oh, we should have more exhibitions and yeah. like it's not as important about having open tournaments because it's just about the top players and stuff like that, which I don't agree with at all. Correct. Uh, there was also the Dragon Ball Fighters uh, esports arena Las Vegas opening thing with Koichi and and and, and Sonic Fox. Classic I mean, like that hallway. blue hallway is actually kind of cool <laughs> when you're there it, in person, right? But like the way that they made them do yeah. it was just like really weird. Yeah. Like I, that whole thing, them trying to chomp at the the Goichi Sonic Fox things like so quickly after the final round one happened. You know, he, he didn't say FGC are the socialists of esports. He said that FGC are the militant communists of, of esports, which I think is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's a little man. toastier. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Okay. Uh, there was also Canada Cup, the Canada Cup situation, which is where we paired with uh, with that. Um, oh, sure. The with event. The big event thing, yeah. Then they threw us off into the corner, and yeah. and then we had to finish tournaments because they kicked us out. We had to close, and so we lost the stream. We couldn't even commentate the top eight for Canada Cup, and we never did. And you yeah. know, just that whole marriage thing didn't work out. You know, I you talked about this already with the regular the, the 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 what was the word that you used for the Echo Fox the salaries and all that stuff like that Re- market correction market correction. But you know that whole thing with esports. You know, hey, look, esports, lots of money, and I've been yelling about this a lot recently on stream about the whole like, oh, look how many viewers it has. You know, for it has more viewers than the Super Bowl. So all these capitalist venture capitalists and investors like, here's all this money. Here, Echo Fox, hire all these people, and they're like, let's hire them all. And then the investors are like, where's our money? And they're like, it's all in the toilet. And so they pull out, <laughs> and then all of the players get let go and stuff like that. Oh, so man. even that like little little marriage didn't work out. It's just it's it's like it's not working. It feels like you know what I mean. I, I just feel like that there's it's there's something about it that's just not compatible or something. You know that the FGC is just so different. So as while as we are an esport, I like it's just it's not compatible with the the traditional esports. You know there's what I mean. There's always going to be a conflict there to some degree. Right, and so you know. And then, of course, the year ends with, you know, the BOTS, which everybody says was, like, the greatest event of, like, the the year, which was the most grassroots raw thing of the year. And, you know, that is one of the great things about Combo Breaker. That is one of the great things about CEO is that even though CEO has this big wrestling thing, it's still grassroots. You know what I mean? Because it's still, it's Jabali's event. You know what I mean? Evo is the biggest grassroots tournament in the world, right? It's literally still just, like, 
four main guys, you know, running this event themselves that's funding itself. It's not it's not a venture capitalist thing, right? Yeah. You know, it's not being funded by investors. It's literally just something that funds itself. So the, it's just the FGC, I, I, I it's weird because I, I want it to grow. But I don't want it, I still don't want it to grow in the way it, that man. the esports stuff is doing. And just all, and this year I felt like kind of proved that a little bit more. That the way that we see things in the FTC and the way the traditional esports see things okay. just don't collide at all in any way. Well, they bounce off of each other, they just don't mesh with each other. So, oh yeah, Evos is 100% grassroots, dude. Like, you guys don't even know. It's, oh, it's definitely grassroots, dude. It's definitely grassroots, so. Okay. What's your number two? Okay. My number two is uh, rights holders becoming more aggressive with their IPs. Mm -hmm. Which I hate. Uh, You have to think Marvel Infinite was not at Evo because of rights holders' concerns. Yeah. Right? Uh, It was not true that people were not playing the game. It wasn't going to be like the number one entered game or anything, but Mm -hmm. it was not true that people weren't playing it. Um, They were. It's just that you have to think something behind the scenes happened. Uh, same thing with Dragon Ball getting taken out of some events. Even Tekken got taken out of um, Machinima's thing. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate was not announced for Evo Japan, right? Coming up uh, next month. Uh, announcement happened in December. Um, I mm. that that is concerning. It's really concerning to me. Uh, even even if. It turns out that Dragon Ball has its own tour and its own thing. That way the players can play. Even if that exists, I'm just concerned to some extent that it wouldn't be... It's sort of outside of the FGC in a way. right? right? It's being... If that is the case, then it's being removed from the rest of the scene and kind of just being placed elsewhere. And I don't want that either. Mm-hmm. I don't want mm-hmm. that either. So uh, that, that stuff concerns me. And especially concerning if something like the Marvel situation happens... Uh, that's really bad news. It's it's hard to know. I mean, think about somebody like uh, Cloud, Cloud805, who was one of the best Marvel players and Marvel Infinite players in the world, right? That game dies. It's not a, it's right. not going to be at Evo. Time to move on. Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Dragon Ball comes out. He becomes one of the best Dragon Ball players. Great. Awesome. Is Dragon Ball dying now? Right. Bummer. I mean, Wizard what even a year. tweeted out. He was like... Is this is, is Dragon Ball going to be one and done? I, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, I hope that you keep playing it, and I don't want that. I don't want this to to cause people to drop it or to be overly pessimistic. Mm-hmm. But it is concerning. It definitely is concerning. I think that's one of the biggest issues facing the FGC for this mm-hmm. coming year is the threat of rights holders doing things with their video games that we can't stop that could be detrimental to the players or to the scene, even if they still allow for ways for the game to be played. What yeah. if Nintendo makes its own Smash Ultimate series and doesn't right. let anything else happen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? There's no news of that happening. I'm just saying, what if? That, in one sense, players will still be able to play the game, but it's not going to be in sort of the rest of the scene anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah, I'm I agree. I, I like the way you put it, and so I'm just going to leave it this way, because my number two was the Dragon Ball licensing stuff. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, but you're right. Uh, you know, MVCI has been so far removed from my brain now because they're on this kind of weird uptick. They're, like, trying to build their community yep. up again. That I, You just forget that that's probably why it wasn't at EVO and stuff like that. So um, 
I'm just going to leave it that way because that is obviously the second worst thing for me in the year as well is this licensing <laughs> issue. And it was always the thing that concerned me the most about Dragon Ball Fighters. I remember yeah. the very before Dragon Ball Fighters even came out, that's when we were talking about the Olympics. And as soon as we talked about the Olympics and fighting games going to the Olympics, the first thing that popped into my head was seeing Dragon Ball on the Olympics. And I was like, that'll never happen. Like something in my brain was like, that just probably couldn't ever happen. Right. Because there's too many of these really terrible companies. It's like, because it was the same thought. Like, would Marvel ever get on the Olympics? Hell no, that would right. never get on the Because then Marvel would be like, pay us a bazillion dollars right. because everyone will watch your event because of Marvel. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, as soon as that thought crossed my mind, I knew that that was going to be the biggest hurdle to Dragon Ball Fighters, and is honestly the only reason why Dragon Ball Fighters fell off my top three fighting games of the year. It was on my list for the longest of time until I really just wanted to put Eunice up in there. So Eunice kind of vaulted Dragon, because Dragon Ball had a great year in terms of great storylines, in terms of being the highest viewed game at EVO yeah. and stuff, and all these had a, a great year. A lot of great things, but right now the future for that game is so bleak. Yeah. Because well, of this kind of situation, it's, it's hard to say anything even as conclusive as bleak, but it's it, it's cloudy, right? Yeah, you just yeah, don't yeah. know. Mm -hmm, you just don't mm -hmm. know what it is. It, maybe it's going to be fine. Right? Maybe they were particular because nobody knows why it has been removed from these tournaments. There's no public announcement mm -hmm. on that. Maybe it's not IP. I don't know what other reason it would right. be, but. It's just so up in the air is the problem. I right. just want some certainty about it. The nice thing, not. the nice thing about it is that uh, you know, as I mentioned with Tekken, is that Harada's taking over, and he did say that he's in charge of esports for Bandai Namco, yeah. which included Dragon Ball Fighters. So if Harada can do anything about it and make sure that we don't have this problem, then you know, based Harada, please you know help us, kind of thing like that. Yeah. So hopefully he can help us. So agreed. There agreed. you go. So that's that's the, that's Murky. the hope right there. Like I said, hashtag in Harada we trust at yeah. this point in time, and let's hope he can do something with it. And yeah. the other hopefully, uh, hopefully Nintendo lets Smash be a thing, and we'll see. I mean, there have been obviously Smash Ultimate tournaments, but not at Evo. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Anyway, worst uh, story of the year was infiltration. Yeah, we both have stuff. this. That's I think we both have this. So, so I'm just yeah. gonna put this down. I don't know if I want to talk a lot about it, but yeah, that's definitely the worst story of the year. Yeah, I mean, the, the, for me right now, the worst part about it is I'm, I'm just. It's still like, I still feel like we don't know everything, and it's like. Oh, that's how it'll be. Right. Despite everything that happened, we're still in this really weird, like annoying area. Because I know he's been streaming he's been tweeting a lot more and stuff like that and you know i'm yeah it's like you said i don't know if i want to get into it too much i mean but, it's something that we've talked about yeah it, it hasn't gotten any better it may have gotten worse some of the things he said on twitter i think are, are bad mm -hmm. I really, right yeah, i really yeah, think yeah. are bad like uh -huh. more recent times even but uh yeah you know it's just that was the worst story right so. it's, it's a problem right now so okay Okay, so uh, I guess we'll skip that then. Okay, so uh, what's next? Okay, that's it for regular awards. Oh, that's right. It's random now. Now it? it's random. Okay. So whatever you want to talk so about. So I, I go first this time, right? Yes. Uh, I actually don't really have a random three. Like, I've just been racking my brain for it. and that's But cool, I'm just going to just... Just give a shout out to Tetris, dude. Dang, because like, all right, I, I, it has nothing to do with fighting games or whatever like that. But you know, 
Uh, I, w- I uh, This year, when Tetris Effect came out, I got to number eight in the world on one of the rankings. I'm currently 10, so two people have Dang, surpassed me. Wow, dude. But um, also, you know, it's funny because, like, I think uh, Sejam and Tasty Steve, like, their viral non-fighting game exposure yeah. was the Jenga match that they commentated. That's right. And so now mine has become the, 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 the Joseph Saley versus Jonas Neubauer. I've had more people talk to me about that video and more people like hit up that video and just, so I've had so many messages from people who are just like, wait, where did this thing come from? Like, why do I hear James Chen on this? Oh yeah. <laughs> no worries. They're like, where, why is James Chen on this? So, you know, like it's, it's weird how much that that has, that one video has spread. I felt really bad because awesome. they had the West Coast qualifiers this last weekend in Pomona. And I was going to go there, but I thought it was going to last all day. So by the time I left my house in the, I, I, I woke up at like three in the afternoon because I had just watched the co-op cup, you know, at, until like 4 a.m. And so like I woke up at three and then I left my house at like four or four thirty and I talked to one of the guys and they were like, yeah, we're almost at top eight right now. And it was going to take me an hour and a half to get there. So I was like, well, okay. So I didn't actually get a chance to make it, but. You know, uh, I'm I'm excited for Tetris as an esport this year. You know, hopefully this video has really done a lot to to kind of make people appreciate it. And Seems stuff like, like it. That. So you know, uh, that's as about as random as you can get for a random select award. Nothing to do with fighting games, but I'm just shout out to Tetris because Tetris is cool. Sounds so, like a good one. Yeah, works for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is. Uh, is to everybody trying to get good at fighting games because it turns out that it's hard and I kind of forgot that. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's the whole basis of my fighting game education thesis. Well, it used to it used to come easily. It came easily for me for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't play anymore because of execution problems and nerve issues and Raynaud's right. disease and whatever hypermobility syndromes. Um, and that's been the case for a long time for six, seven years now and it's not like I never played during that time but when I did play oftentimes my hands would screw up and so I could not take it as seriously as Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. otherwise would have wanted to so when I did something wrong like strategically it wouldn't come across to me as being like a big deal because like well, it's my hand. I couldn't win anyway. Right. Right. Like, okay. It was like okay. this built-in excuse that yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't necessarily want to use, but it just like was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now that I've been going to physical therapy a lot and and kind of starting to fix some of that hand control, uh, I have realized that I'm bad at fighting games and mentally. Yes. Not just execution-wise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My execution never was great and probably will never be great. Mentally, I'm bad, and I've let myself get bad. And, um, man, I've been playing Street Fighter lately, and it's tough. It's hard, it's a hard game to be good at, and it didn't used to be that way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. For me, it was easy. Um, also, the, I mean, to be fair, the quality of players out there is much, much stronger. Improved. Like, much, much improved. So, like, gold is actually, like... Tough to fight now. Don't tell know? anybody, but I got demoted into gold for Dude, a while. Dude, I'm in silver oh right God. now. I'm in silver oh, okay, right now, but bad. then again, I haven't played at all. I never okay. got any higher. Um, so anyway, now I'm not. I've, I've been getting better lately, but uh, it's it's that's hard. No, I, I, I feel actually, like such an idiot. Like, what's, what's an, I forgot it, that it's tough because it anyway. What's, what's what an interesting thing about it is 
this is actually where I think age hurts the most. And I'm not trying to joke and be like, you're getting old, David. But this is honestly where the hardest part comes in. You know how they say the older you get, the harder it is to learn a language? Yes. That's absolutely the problem that I'm having right now with fighting games. When I play the fighting games, I have trouble breaking away from what I'm super used to or what I want and what I expect. So a lot of the fighting games oh. that I've been playing... She just dropped something. Did you knock, oh, she knocked down a speaker. Okay. okay. But like honestly, that's where the old man comes in. It's not about the reactions. It's not yeah, about the re- reflexes. It, yeah. It's really just... What did you call it? Uh, neuroplasticity that's where i feel like it affects me the most when i play fighting games i've noticed that the things that i'm bad at are because i just am so expected to be the way that i played something else or i just have a hard time getting my brain to appreciate this different way to play this game that i've never learned before so like Tekken, Blaze Blue Ted, this is why it's been so hard for me because I want to play all these games and I just have such a hard time getting my brain into that mode. And so, yeah, it's it's really something. It's it's really something. I, I feel like as long as you're like Tokido or Sako and you keep practicing it, you're, you, you can yeah. fight it, obviously. Well, but that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've, so noticed, m- I've more, noticed the same. More casuals then. We need to do more uh, casuals. Wait till the resolutions, buddy. Okay, uh, okay. The, so I've been picking up Zangief in, S, in season four because he's at least reasonably okay again. He's, I don't think he's great, but he's mm-hmm. better. And I quit him before they nerfed his stand jab anti air. And my brain wants to go back to like two or three years ago when that was a good anti air. <laughs> now it's not. There's right. only some certain situations where you can use it. Lariat's fine. I should just be doing Lariat, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I've pressed jab a lot. Right. As an anti air. Uh-huh, every time uh-huh. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm, Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's disabusing myself of that is definitely harder than it once was. Yeah. But I I really think that that's because I just haven't, I really haven't been playing, and when I have played fighting games in the last several years, it's been only at a surface level, and I always had an excuse if something went wrong. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, I'm trying to be a little bit smarter about things. Um, I was, I was top 100 in ranked for a while when, when SF5 came out. Mm -hmm. That's true. But that was, what is that? Yeah. Four years ago. So yeah. Doesn't mean much now. It's a tough, it's tough, dude. Fighting games, they're hard. Turns out they're, they're tough. They're, they're really Shout freaking hard. That's everybody trying to get good at them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my random number two. Am I on two or three? So I'm not. Oh, I already talked I, about. Well, I should yeah, say, yeah, uh, okay, so okay. I'm I'm not going to be playing Soul Calibur or BB Tag for a while, while because... I feel that I need to spend some time really drilling into one game and getting reasonable at it again. And once I feel like I've kind of reawoken the fighting game parts of my brain, then I want to branch back out. Yeah. But uh, Dude. for the for the immediate future, I'm just going to be playing Street Fighter because it's the more accessible game for yeah. me. I, I played Street Fighter Online just recently on stream, and I realized it was like the first time I had played Street Fighter Online in maybe like six or seven months. And I was like, this is a problem. Actually, the last time I had played was when we played Sagat. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that literally was like six months ago, right? And so for me, I was like, I need to fix this. So I do want to play more Street Fighter. So if you want to head on over and we can also play some more Street Fighter as well, I'm totally down for that. So let's do that. So, Okay, so my number two random award of the year is 
fighting games on the Switch. Ooh! So good, and it needs to be a it. thing. I love it. It needs to keep going. We need all the fighting games on the Switch. It's also terrible because it ruins my sleep. But at the same time, it's just the fucking greatest thing ever. Sorry for the, the, the part of my French, but dude, like being able to play Smash, like I'm just in bed, I'm like, they practice the Smash thing. And then, you know, BB Tag was on there. And then just a while ago, like after watching the co-op cup, someone explained to me, because Derek Daniels, because I was talking about like how weird certain systems work in the game. It was Mike Z was talking about the juggle system and that it's not a point system, that there's actually like this weird juggle meter that drains on the screen that determines on how you can juggle. So there's like a time-based kind of thing. And then Derek Daniels was like, wait till you see how lightning legs works. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And someone explained to me how lightning kicks work in, in that game. And I was like, what the hell? And so like literally that night I was in bed and I just turned on 30th anniversary on the Switch and I was testing it out and stuff like that. And then like I said, the Blaze Blue Cross tag on yeah. on the plane. Oh yeah, Dude, a lifesaver. When we went to Northern Arena Knockout, like Goichi was there testing the brand new character on the Switch, playing against the computer with that character just to see what he does. And I was talking to uh, one of the translators there, and they said that on the way to the airport, the game came out that day, and he made sure to go and buy it before he left. Is this Dragon Ball you're talking Dragon about? Dragon Ball, yeah. yeah. Uh, he made sure to buy it on the plane before he got on the plane, just so he could practice it on the plane and check out the new characters and stuff. Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. Dude, That's... Guilty Gear Rev 2 is coming. Uh, like, I think... Uh, no, one of the Guilty... Is Blaze Blue? Some, a bunch of games are coming out on the Switch, oh, okay. but it's like, they all need to do. If Tekken was on there, oh my god. Like, even if there was no fighting on it, and it was just a giant, way more robust training mode, like, I would, would, I awesome. would pay $100 for robust training mode Tekken. Like, seriously, Dang. I would. Like, that's how excited I would be for Dang. that. So, god, take my money now, you know? Okay. I basically, I haven't turned on my PS4 in... Um, a while. Yeah. A while. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I still... I mean, why? Like, it's everything I want is on PC or right, on Switch. Right, right. You have the PC factor. I don't have the PC factor, so I don't have that ability, so... Okay. And I never bought the next phone. My number two is kind of a revisiting of my random select awards from last year, cool. wherein I said farewell to... Mortal Kombat X and Marvel. Um, <laughs> Marvel 3, right? Marvel 3. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I thought that those series were moving on. Or those developers are moving on. Um, it turns out that that's not really what happened. Okay. Uh, Injustice 2 was definitely played throughout a lot of this year, uh, but. So, so what should I call this? Uh, Farewell Revisit? Sure. Okay. Goodbye, hello. Uh, I don't know, man. But yeah, so MKX came back. M MKX came back by the end of the year. As soon as the Injustice Pro series was over, like all of the top players stopped playing it uh -huh. immediately. The, much of the rest of the scene had already stopped playing it by that point. It had already gone back to Mortal Kombat X. Right now, you can people you can go online and play people in MKX, and there's a lot. Like it's it, there always was a lot, but uh -huh. there's are even more again now because they basically left Injustice. Uh -huh. So that game did come back. Um, for the Marvel series, things just didn't really work out in that way. Like, it mm -hmm. wasn't a clear progression. 
Marvel 3 to Marvel Infinite, now everybody plays Marvel Infinite. It's not like that. Uh, and part of that is because it didn't get to Evo, and that had big repercussions for the scene. Right. But um, some people play Marvel Infinite, for sure. There's definitely a scene. Right. And, and it's, if anything, it's trying to rehabilitate itself. Rather than like being the obvious heir apparent, it's like trying to even be a thing, mm-hmm. right? To, to have its own scene. Um, and some people are playing Marvel 3 still. There have been tournaments for it over the past couple of year, uh, past year that were significant. There was just this awesome Marvel 2 event. Yeah, yeah. Right? Battle for Battle of the Strongest. Dude, so what, what it, are the local, it has not turned out like how I thought it would. One of the FTC locals that I did was a Marvel 3 tournament. There you go. Run by iHeart Justice in the Vegas scene. There, so there awesome, awesome yeah. example. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that that's really cool. At the same time, there was just Third Strike Co-op Cup, right? That's been happening. Uh, There's the Jazzy Circuit. Jazzy Circuit's been happening over the past year. Super Turbo continues to do excellent things. Mm -hmm. Like People are continuing to play the games that they actually like, and I think that's really great. Last year when I said my farewell to some of those games, it wasn't like a happy moment, let's move Mm -hmm. on, leave the old things in the past. It's kind of bittersweet. I was sad to see those games go, and it didn't work out like that, so I'm, I'm happy in a sense. Okay. I also kind of wish that Injustice was still played because I really love that game. But <laughs> I get, I know the scene isn't there. And, They're uh, just and chopping MKX up the bid cool for, too, for 11. Sure. Yeah, yeah, well, MK11 is... We'll find out a little bit more about it in, in, in nine days. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so that means it's my number one, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think Marshall Obama. I think it's true. Marvel Three basically fractured into various different games. Yeah. Some people into Infinite. Some people still into Marvel Three. Some people into Dragon Ball. Some people into BB Tag. Some people into whatever right. other stuff. You know, this. Yeah, it was weird. Okay. Weird time. Uh, my last random select number one was Japan. Was awesome. Like, I miss it so much. So a lot of people aren't aware of this, but Evo Japan this year was the first time I had ever been to Japan. It was literally the first time I had ever been to Japan. And uh, I had such a great time over there, and I had so much fun. Uh, Honestly, like, I miss it a lot. Like, I really, I've just been really wanting to go back. You know, for a lot of various reasons, too. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's like the bastion of all greatness and everything like that, because there are definitely a lot of, you know, issues that I have with Japan. You know, I mean, it's just a country. You know, yeah, exactly, opinions. exactly. So, like, you know, you know, the the misogyny, for example. I I have had lots of conversations with people about this, and it is pretty, you know, blatant in Japan and stuff like that. You know, it's a lot of those things like that. But then outside of that, but just like. I just keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about, like, part of me actually just wants to move there. Like, just take it up and just move to Japan and just go to arcades and get good at fighting games again. Just sit there and play Guilty Gear in the arcades, play Tekken in the arcades, play if Street Fighter V comes out in the arcades, just sit there and play them and play Super Turbo all day. Just, okay, go machine, machines and stuff like that, and then go walk to wherever I want and get a great udon bowl or a ramen or Yoshinoya. Dude, I, I used to make fun of Justin for saying Yoshinoya was godlike in Japan. Yeah. He is 100% right. Yeah, Yoshinoya is actually really good. In curry, I can get some donbari, you know, I can, dude, like, it's just, like, I don't know. So much of me just feels like I, I just want to go there and live, not forever, but, like, maybe just for, like, a year. Just, like, really just picking up and just going for a year or something like that. Obviously, it's hard to do because I got cats and everything yeah, like that. But like, it is, but yeah. yeah, it's not actually practical. But, like, part of me really, 
I miss it. I miss it. And you know, if I can go back to Evo Japan this year, then I, I definitely want to stay for a few extra days and stuff like that. It's in Fukuoka. So, yeah, so it would be awesome to check out. But that's the thing is, if I if I went there, I would spend a few extra days. And those extra days, I might go back to the Tokyo area just so I can go back to Hey Arcade and play some Super mm. Turbo and stuff like that and just uh, hit up some of the old places. Because when I was there, like I hit up this Domberry place, and I haven't I haven't stopped thinking about that place for a year. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm that really, was a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago, so I really need to go back to that place. Dang. So, yeah, so stuff was so good. Oh, man. It was a lot of fun. That was a really fun trip, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I miss it. And and you know what? I mean, again, I don't want to like turn everything into race or whatever like that, but I, I just got to tell you, it feels different when you're actually in a country full of Asian people. Uh, like, there's just something that feels different about okay. it. I can't explain it. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And even though I'm foreign, even though I can't speak a lick right, of Japanese, right, right. No, I... but like, I don't know. There's just, it's just, there's a comfort in it yeah, that I can't explain. I can't, no. there's, 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 there's a comfort it. in it. And it, again, it's not like I'm saying like white people are bad or anything like it's that. Totally cool, it's, it's just, it's, you, if you haven't, if, if you're not ethnic and you haven't experienced it, it's yeah. a weird feeling. I hate even admitting it that I noticed it. You know what I mean? But it, when you're when it happens, you can feel it and it's weird. So I don't know, I can't explain it. So, yeah. Uh, I really am interested in checking out the area in Fukuoka. It's a little yeah. It's it's still a big city. It's not like some small town. It's right? the whole it's where uh, 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 ramen basically was. Oh yeah. It was not ramen, but the uh the, it's where tonkatsu ramen really kind of not tonkatsu. Um, I can't eat that. Uh, the pork, the pork meat ramen. Yeah, I, I forgot what it was called. So, yeah. anyways, okay. And like I said, the craziest thing about it is Japan doesn't have all of its own problems either, right? So that's it's cool, thing, man. So. You don't need to explain. Yeah, okay. it's all good. Okay. Uh, anyway, so is that that was your number two? That was my number one, actually. Sorry, I forgot to update this thing on the screen. So, so that was your number one. My number one, also going back through previous years on this list, Okay. I would say just another normal year in the FGC that is too many good games. Because mm. that complaint has shown up four times in my history of doing this. Your, your history? Yes, mine. Because you're always Let the one that yours. tells me that I'm crazy for saying that, right? Well, it's, I'm, I never mean it in, in a negative way. Right. I'm always yeah, saying yeah. Like, it's great. I think it's a great thing. But yeah, every year, almost every year that we've done this, I've put that. The majority of years, I guess mm -hmm, is the best mm -hmm. way to put it. And that's been true for years. I mean, mm -hmm. thinking back for at least 2011 or so, it feels like every year at least a few good games come out. And they've just been building. And each year there are like half a dozen great games that you could be playing. And it's been like that. Um, so it's true that this year had a bunch of great new games, but so have a lot of years. In the last several years, so I'm. I think that's super cool. I, I sort of get the frustration of not having enough time to play every single game out there, and thinking that many are deserving of it. But I think it's really great that we have that issue, because that means that we're yep. getting a lot more people in the fighting game scene. Everybody can play the game that they most want, and there are enough different games that you can sort of pick one and be sort of have good confidence that it's the game that you're going to like, right? Mm -hmm. Or that at least one of those games is going to be a game that you like. Uh, but that has been the case. So I'm, I'm really happy that that trend is continuing. And then next year, or the year after that, there's like 
MK11, uh, this year or the year after, MK11's coming out, uh, that Grand Blue Fighter is coming out, um, Dead or Alive is coming out. I don't know that I'm going to be playing those last two, but certainly a lot of people are super excited for them. So it's going to be another one of those years where a bunch of new games come out. Uh, Smash Ultimate just came out. I mean, in 2018, but like just on the cusp of 2018-19. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool. Okay. But yeah, it's it's not new. It's been happening, okay. and I'm happy that it's still happening, and I'm happy that it's continuing. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. Hmm. That's it for my random selectables. And then. Personal resolution, right? Oh man, I think SF five is the best that it's been. This is the yeah. best year. And honestly, Street Fighter four, uh, the season Fighter four, is sick right now. Se- season four seems really good. I love it. I'm actually season four a seems really good yeah. right now. So yeah. yeah, I'm really happy with it. Um, It'd be nice if the online play was better, but the rest is great. God, I went online and oh, oh it's a butt. You have you have to only was... play against people you know. Dude, just the, play the hardest part about playing online is like as soon as there's even a little bit of janky rollbackness, like my quality of play just disappears. Like of I, I my like I just like I feel my patience absolutely vanish. Oh dude, you know for what sure. I mean? It's crazy. And let me tell you, I I am if there's ever any issue on the internet, I block that player instantly. Really? Every time. Dang. And I, and I have noticed an uptick in quality of selection. I don't think that I don't think that they're changing their algorithm for what I should play against based right, on my uh-huh, uh-huh. it's just that I'm You're not getting matched against other people yeah, yeah, yeah. who they would match okay, me against. Okay. So All right, I'm gonna have yeah, to I'm, I'm gonna think I'm about doing that. Mowing through people, dude. I gotta think me. about doing that. But the problem is mowing I play through. as Jay Chenzer, so if I block somebody, they're gonna be like, Why did you block me? Well it says. You, I mean you it gives you a list of reasons. Oh why. really? Yeah. And you could say I mean there's a few, four I think. But one of them, dude, the only cut. one that I've ever selected, is that this player has an unstable connection. Okay. Dude, I'm Chris Pratt right Get now. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, man, I've been okay, okay, okay. using the crap out of that. Okay, I'm definitely going to use that then. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Uh, so was that your resolution, or were we just talking about random no, things? that was random selection. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so what's your... Personal resolution number three. So it's basically life resolution, which is to continue the physical therapy that I've been doing to help to improve my various hypermobility slash blood flow slash nerve problems. Mm -hmm. Which probably all have the same source, which is probably something called Ehlers-Donlos Syndrome. Um, Yeah, it's the hypermobility variant of it. I haven't gotten specifically genetically tested to know if that's true, but... uh, Family history suggests that it probably is that like that's an option, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of my things that come up for me are things that are typical for that kind of uh, syndrome. So right. um, I've talked with our orthopedist and a couple other doctors about okay. it, and they think that's a likely likely source. So um, knowing that and going to physical therapy, I can sort of better target how to improve things for myself. Nice, okay. And it, that has been helpful. I've been doing that for the last few months. Yeah, I know. And you've been talking about how it's been helping. It has that, been helping. So. It really has been. Okay. Um, okay. So cool. continue that. But because continuing that, or in part to help that, I want to play more. Mm-hmm. So playing playing more. So part of what I'm trying to do is is help to reconnect the uh, mind and nerve 
connection between my hands and my brain. And part of that is just moving the hands in complex ways. Right. So some of the exercises that I do are like picking up four different uh, little bits of whatever, coins or, or whatever, uh, and placing them in, in specific ways and trying to move my hands in certain ways. Um, huh. That had been really hard, but that had been helpful for me to like try to figure it out. Uh, and playing games is part of that. Is part of that. Right. So again, it's never like it's not like I ever stopped playing games entirely. I have been playing video mm-hmm, games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's it feels different to play it in a way where I'm trying to pay attention to not hyperextending my fingers while doing it or trying to do certain specific things in it. I did walk up spinning pile driver like five times on another night. Recently. Wait, is that is that really hard to do? Yeah. For you? Oh, I haven't oh. done that in years. Really? Oh, dude. Dang. Okay. Okay. Four, four or five years, probably. I mean, I'll, I'll hit it occasionally, but to do it five times in one night, forever ago. Dang, that's crazy. So it definitely okay. is improving, okay. and uh, want to continue more of that. Okay. Okay. Um. So, my number three thing is uh, is uh, I just have to be better at marketing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really bad at marketing myself. I hate saying good things about myself. I don't run ads on my stream because I feel bad to, to, for people. I don't really do. I I still don't have business cards. Really? Right. You know, I don't have business cards that I can hand out to anybody. I'm just like I don't know. I just I'm I'm really bad at promoting myself, and I and I really need to work at promoting myself a little bit better, and doing a lot of things. Because uh, to be honest with you, like last year. Uh, I made less money from gigs than I did the year before. Uh, ESL not doing anything, no King of the Hills, no Brooklyn Beatdowns, right. uh, no Red Bull Kumite, right, we didn't even true. do the North American Red Bull event. Uh, I made a good chunk less this last year than I year the year before, and you know the hope was that it was supposed to go up. Sure. And last year I also spent more woo! money. Oh, woo! Shout outs to not not that guy, but like uh, honestly, like next. Uh, like I had more expenses this year, last year as well. So I had to get a new car, and I had to pay for the health insurance and stuff like that. So last year was pretty rough. And you know, not to be doom and gloom and anything like that, but if things don't change, even pretty quickly, like that might just be it at that point in time for me. Like I just probably gonna have to go back to the day job and just go back to no streaming and just doing small things. You know, doing doing only occasional events because it's. Last year was definitely rough. Uh, it, it's not going nearly as I was hoping to go. So, uh, I mean, a lot of it also is just getting off my ass and doing more yeah. stuff, So, which is yeah. what I'm going to be trying to do. So, Sure. Yeah. But, no, I, I get it. As somebody who works from home and, and mm-hmm. has had his own business for a while, uh, self-motivation is not easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Easy to fall into a depressive trap. Right. Um, okay. Sleight of hand magic sounds like a cool idea. I'll actually look into that. Thank you. As far as... Complex right. um, Number two. I'm gonna go to locals. Go gonna, to locals. Okay. Yeah. Um, so back to the hand thing. Being at locals has been tough for me because it's so clearly just about playing the game. Mm-hmm. There's very few other things you can do there. When I go to a to a major, I'm there to commentate. If I'm not commentating, we'll go hang out with friends, we'll go eat, uh, I will go 
uh, I don't know, there's other stuff to do. There's like an artist alley, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's other things. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, things yeah. to distract me mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, short mm-hmm. from the fact that I didn't feel like I could play. Going to locals, fewer things to distract me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, going to somebody's mm-hmm. house to play, even fewer things. Um, it's just about playing. Right. And so I putting myself in a situation was hard because while sometimes my hands would feel good enough to play, sometimes, and kind of without warning, they wouldn't. Right. And I would hate to go somewhere or make plans with somebody and then end up not being able to play. Right. Um, it was very frustrating. So I didn't do that for a long, long time. But I did at the very end of this year, uh, going to hang out with Mike and some other dudes. And that was awesome uh, because it's I feel like I've been improving mm-hmm, hand-wise. Mm-hmm. And as that trend continues, I want to continue to go to locals and right. play and actually do the community stuff that I really miss but kind of felt like was outweighed by the negative side of just being in a situation where people were playing and I didn't feel like I could. So now that I feel like that's more plausible for me, or certainly as that's developing, uh, I want to go to locals more and hang out more. Not just like Wednesday Night Fights and stuff like that, but uh, to hang out with people and play at houses. Yeah, Don's Arcade kind of thing. Yeah, whatever, hang out. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me is that... um, there is, I was talking about this on Twitter, and I was saying that my biggest problem is that I have trouble motivating myself, right? And it's not just, I know it's more than just I'm lazy or whatever. There's yeah, definitely something sure. mental that's going on. Someone actually sent me a great article on self-motivation and why we sabotage that and stuff like that. And it makes total sense, too, because I've always been a very emotional person. And they said that the reason why people self-sabotage themselves is because... Uh, instant gratification is so much more emotionally pleasing to people with the emotional cortex in their brain uh, than long-term satisfaction. So like, you know, like, hey, I need to do this because I'll reap the rewards in six months. Yeah. But I could just go and pet my cat and lie on the couch right now. That sounds more like fun. Right. And it makes total sense because I'm an emotional person. I've been there too. I I get that, right? And they said that, like, that's the here's ways to fight it. And one of the number one ways to fight it was to make it so that you're someone, you can disappoint somebody else, right? So make it so that you can disappoint somebody else. That's the buddy system of going to the gym, Mm -hmm. basically, Uh right? And, you know, it's funny because we're on our eighth year of Ultra Chen TV, and if it was our own singular podcast, we would have been done in, like, two years, I think, right? right. But the fact that we're both doing this, and, like, we're like, hey, okay, you do this, and, okay, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, right? So if you're going to locals, let's do that again, because we used to drive to all of the Wednesday Night Fights together, and that makes it so much easier to drive that way, right? And I'll try to get my... Uh, well, actually, no, I won't need it because you'll be in the car so I can hit carpool lanes anyway. But, but you know, I'm not sure how often I want to go to Wednesday Night Fights. I don't know how right, often Right, right, right. But I'm just saying... It starts too late, to Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, distance is, is crazy. Distance and, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. late. Uh-huh. I go to sleep at like 11 or 10. Right. I mean, I go to sleep early nowadays. Right. So that's hard for me, but... Uh, Going to super on the weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. Uh-huh. I'm definitely down. Yeah, let's let's do stuff. Let's do stuff like that. Cool. So, because I can't get myself out of my house, you know what I mean? It's really hard for me to get myself out of my house. So, you know, I even told I have a new roommate now, right? And so, like, right. or a tenant here, and you know, I told him before he showed up, I was like, "Look, we're not going to be hanging out a lot because it's just not how my brain works." Like, I just literally had to tell him that because I just have trouble getting myself out and doing things and trying to break out of my own sad routines and everything like that. So, I'm trying to, 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on a lot of that yeah. stuff. So that's so, some yeah. of the hardest stuff to work on. I know. Mm-hmm. So I've been there too. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, my number two thing, which I'm already breaking here right now, is uh, you know to try to be a little more positive. You know, like <laughs> honestly, the last Sorry. year I've had a, uh, no. I mean, it's true. I've had a lot of trouble, and the negativity has been hurting me a lot, uh, and it's really been making it tough. You know, I have this aura of sadness and negativity surrounding me right now, and it's 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 frustrating. And so I just need to try to figure out a way to get out of that funk. So there's a lot of like things that I need to figure out. Last year was really really hard. Mm-hmm. It was really really hard. I can't even explain to to, to people how hard men- last year was mentally to me. And uh, so hopefully that this is uh, you know hopefully I can do stuff this year to make it to give myself more successes to give myself <laughs> to give myself you know more things to be happy about to to be more satisfied with myself because like i said it's also tough too because like when playing fighting games was like my escape a long time ago and i was good at fighting games and now i suck at every fighting game like i can't even feel good playing fighting games you know Energy. what i mean so it's like i need That's to i need to give uh, a lot of i need to do a lot of things to, to figure out how to keep myself in a more positive mindset. Okay. So, oh. and so, you know, talking about these resolutions and being negative right now, it's not necessarily going against that. It's just, I'm airing it out now. And yeah. then hopefully for well, this reality point, to it right, too, right? Yeah. yeah. And so hopefully at this point in time, things will get, I can actually try to be a little better about everything after this. Cool. So we'll see how that goes. So we'll see if I can make that work out. Cool. Um, then what's your number two or number one? My number one. Number one. Okay. Uh, the number one is again related to the same issue, and mm-hmm. it's to stream again. Um, so a big part of why I haven't enjoyed streaming for a long time is again the hand issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that in playing, I'm doing things. This is how it was. I was doing things that weren't what I wanted, and that was frustrating and embarrassing, and I didn't mm-hmm. like sharing that. Um, so that was a big part of why I didn't enjoy the stream right. yeah, experience yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, as the person. Streaming. I mean, trust me, like I said, I know that's the case because, like, every time I stream, I just suck, and it's like yeah. it's hard to stream that well, way. Well, actually, now now that now that I've sort of made peace with the fact that I'm not good at fighting games, <laughs> uh, mentally as well as executionally, mm-hmm. right? Separate issues, um, and I, and my hands are getting better. I kind of feel that there's like a little burden lifted where I don't feel the same embarrassment yeah, yeah, yeah. about I, it I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't think that I have that same kind of negative reaction to when I do screw up. Uh, I, st- I certainly still screw up, and I'm sure my execution will never be perfect. That's mm-hmm. not even the goal, really. But sort of knowing that uh, I'm getting more control and that I am just bad mentally <laughs> instead of uh, uh-huh, hands-wise, uh-huh, uh-huh. or maybe in addition to. Um, that it, There's like a freedom about it. I don't know, it's very weird. It's a weird no, feeling. No, I totally but, understand. Uh, no, it's, some, it, I, I, feel, I feel less like embarrassed about it. You were sponsored by your hand. You know, like it's, it's like when you're sponsored and you have this pressure when you're not sponsored, all of a sudden oh, okay, you're like, yeah. you know, you don't have that pressure fine. anymore. Yeah, you know, analogy, it's yeah. kind of the same That's thing. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So... 
with that kind of lifted from me, I'm looking forward to streaming more often. Oh, I don't suck at video games, Muddle Well. I suck at fighting games. I'm Muddle Weight right now. I, I did amazing at Cuphead, dude, because uh, I'm godlike at, like, plat. As long as it's a 2D platform, I'm good. If it's 3D, I'm terrible because it's just these fang- newfangled 3D games and stuff. So, anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm bad at old games, too. Like, I... Uh... <laughs> When Tanya challenged me to Super Turbo, uh-huh, uh-huh. I we we never played. We haven't played. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not opposed to playing, but I know that I would get blown up because when I played on uh, 30th anniversary, I got stomped That's in crazy. ST. That's crazy. I know. Because I because I, honestly, ST is the game that'll never leave. That's my how I always felt. Right. And and I let it go somehow. It, in the last few years, while all this has been going on and hands, I haven't been playing as often. My mind, I can feel, is more about commentating. I've certainly been putting much more mind uh, power into like figuring out how to get better at that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and even like ana- analyzing things on the fly is is easy for me as a way to sort of vocalize them. That's become very easy. I almost don't have to think about that mm-hmm. anymore. But when I'm playing against somebody, I that same mental process that I used to have. I no longer have. It's not there. I, I'm not talking to myself while I'm playing in the same way that I used to be. Right. I've completely let that go. Oh, oh by the way, in, in commentary, it's still there. I don't know why I've bifurcated. Yeah, that people one, in the chat are, are talking about this. Obviously, Tanya's super, super good. That's not she what. Is. You, yeah, yeah. You're just. Oh saying, no, no, no. Because... It just, it just kind of, it made me remember, made me sort of realize that while in the past I'd be excited to play somebody who I thought was strong. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Now. I can't do that because I'm very bad at it, and, <laughs> and I would I, like I'm I'm down to play her. I just know that I would get lit up. Right, right? Yeah, she's yeah, way yeah. better uh, than me. And it has nothing to do with Tanya. You, it would have been anybody who would have challenged you oh, that yeah, way. I yeah, see. yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. Just got to make sure we we clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just know that I can't hang. Right. You know what I mean? uh-huh. So so I I need to sort of work on redeveloping that monologue of analyzing things on the fly right and um anyway so so now without feeling as bad about my play even though i'm actually bad uh or maybe because i'm actually bad and i've admitted it uh i'm looking forward to streaming again okay cool nice well uh my number one thing which i almost i mean if if we're in the same place and she wants to play i'm totally down i and in fact I mean, the way the way that I like to get good at games again is to play against strong players. Right. I don't want to play against like middling level players. I want to play against really good players and lose a hundred times in a row and figure it out. That's definitely the way that I want to do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I almost made my number one resolution all three of my resolutions. Okay. Just because that's how important it is to me, and that's just to uh, create more content okay. this year. I'm just going to do a lot more things. And I had a really actually awesome discussion because I was talking about how educational content has trouble. Like my, my first attack episodes on YouTube have like a thousand, 2000, 3000, 4000 views. Yeah. And then I did like uncensored, we need proximity normals. And that thing in like two weeks was like at 14,000 views. Right. Okay. You know, and I was just like, people just like education content doesn't work on YouTube. Right. And then I just started having this cut because I tweeted that. And yeah. then everybody was talking to me about it. And I just realized that I'm going about it incorrectly. Okay. And that educational content. Because the problem with it is, is I'm doing educational content on Twitch. 
and then porting it to YouTube. Okay. And that just doesn't work for educational content. It works for rants. It works for stuff like this, like Tuesday shows. But if you want to do educational content, if you don't, if you're, if you're having a video that says, what are, how do you understand frame data in fighting games? And you don't say how to understand frame data in the first 30 seconds, people are going to stop watching your video. That's the truth about educational content. Sure. And so now I've kind of realized now that educational content is different for YouTube than it is for Twitch. And so if I do educate, so I'm going to do a bunch of first attacks again this year, but I'm not, I'm going to port them to YouTube directly as first attack that way. But for things that I really want to be serious on education, I'm going to make completely unique videos to YouTube, like editing and all that stuff like that. Just go back to editing short little things. So if I want to talk about what a frame trap is, I'm trying to condense it to five minutes, nice. very quick, you know, try to make it entertaining, like Gerald style and yeah, stuff good. like that. And so content, that kind of content, I'm going to stream. I've been streaming almost every day except for the weekend because of co-op cup. Nice. But even on Friday, I streamed during co-op cup. I was just playing Spider-Man while watching co-op cup. Cool. But like, I'm just going to try to stream every day uh, as much as I can. I'm going to be realistic about myself, about why I keep putting off streaming to the point where I actually just stream a lot more. I've even been thinking about writing uh, a book and stuff like Sick. that. So I've got a lot of things that I'm All right, man. trying to do. So I, I and, and again, I said this on Twitter. I've said this on my own stream. I need people out there like yourself, like other people. Let's do it. And even everybody in the stream to keep me honest. You got it. You know, I, I there was one day like I literally was kind of thinking about not streaming and somebody actually DM'd me and was like, don't forget about your promise about streaming. And I was like, you're right. And I and I went and streamed. Oh, so awesome. I need that kind of thing. Okay. So I need that kind of thing. So I need people to keep on me, make sure that I keep doing this thing and uh, make sure that I keep making the content for the year, for this year. So that's the goal. That is the goal. So. By the way, uh, do you think that part of why the Uncensored gets so many views is that it has a clever title and a big frowny face <laughs> by you in the picture. It, and I really, I got to tell you, I think that's a significant part of it. Uh-huh. I, I, I do, really do. I sadly do too. And, and on, dude, the best part about Remember it was... experiment. Right. I did. Uh, dude, the, the one, the Proximity Normals one that got so many views, I even made a very combative title to it. Right. That's what I'm talking Exactly. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, Street Fighter V needs Proximity Normals and why you're wrong if you don't think it does. Like, I just did that yeah. and it got so many views. That so, definitely yeah. makes a difference. Uh, yeah. People don't, so I, I did this a couple years ago, thing. right? Oh, so man. I put out the same, was it the same video, right? It was the exact same exactly video. Exactly the same video. One was under just a very nondescript title. I forget what it even was. It was like, was. it was Dalsam matches. Dalsam matches. It was like, playing Dalsam. Yeah, yeah, It was like Arturo versus somebody. Oh, was it Art? Somebody playing anyway, Dalsam, yeah. It was just some Dalsam match. And I put out one video and it was just like the match. Yeah, uh, here's versus these people playing. X versus Y in Street Fighter V. And the pit, the video picture was just something nondescript. Right, uh, uh And then the other one was, you'll never believe what this yoga master can do. And the picture was like me with my big old oh yeah, kind of like uh, stupid face, like what? And a picture of Dalson doing something stupid. And that got, I don't even know, 15, 20,000 views. It was so amount, much more. Crazy. It amount. was and the other one was so just languishing. Much more. Languishing. Yeah. A thousand or so or less. It, it was it was uh, 
giant difference. Very obvious. It was, uh, yeah, magnitude so much more. So, yeah, but thank you for the bits. Woo! Oh, woo! Appreciate uh, it. But, yeah, so... Yeah, so anyway, clickbait is a real thing, and it the reason that it shows up so often on YouTube is because it definitely works. Yeah. It definitely works. It's, it's what you have to do. Gotta I mean, it's the sad part that I, I'm not doing thumbnails for the Tuesday show anymore, but I don't care because the Tuesday show is actually doing much better just because I'm putting up the next day yeah. now, and that's a big difference. So I'm not worried about those ones, but shout-outs to Machine Supreme. Woo! Yeah, Maximilian, dude, like, I we, we keep telling, we keep saying we need to meet up and like eat some ramen and stuff like that. But let's make sure we do that this year. Let's do that this year, Max. I, 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 we really need to talk. You need to give me all of your wisdom. You need to give me all of your wisdom. Mm. So, Hanzo, why don't why don't you call some of what Tenno uploads? That why don't you use that title? Oh my god! <laughs> you could make that happen. Yes, Curly W. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. The title. Thanks, Delphine. Was you won't believe what this Indian yogi does. To himself. That's right, because it was a mirror match. It was a mirror match. It was a mirror match. Oh, God. But it worked. So. All right, that's all I'm going to do then. I'm just going to create a bunch of crazy James Chen faces and put them on all my videos. Because, I mean, there are some comments on the Uncensored videos that are definitely referring to the thumbnail. Makes sense. So there you go. So. Anyways. All righty. Well, I guess that's about it for. Or are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done. You're done. So we uh, we ran very long, but it's a special episode. So is there a Capcom? Oh, there might not be even so. today. Okay, okay. Yes, we need to get an animated thumbnail of Chenzor. There you go. So. Other things happened over the past couple of weeks. We'll get to that, I guess, next week, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, co-op cup and co-op cup. Justin put out a Battle great video. Strongest where he talked about improvements that he wanted to see to CPT, and I definitely want oh, to address all the stuff that he talked about. Okay, cool. So, I'll make sure to watch yeah. that first. Mm-hmm. So that's a good video as Other well. stuff happened too. It's definitely not a quiet time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Hope everybody had a good set of holidays then. I fed you, Kitty. Why are you doing this pacing thing? She just wants to hang. They're hanging out. Thanks for the sub. All right, I guess that's about it, huh? Mm-hmm. Good for the night? I'll be honest with you, cats make it hard sometimes to be productive. Believe me, dude, I get it. Like, today I was, I work from home, my cats are there. Today I'm in my chair at my desk, uh-huh. and Ajax crawls up onto the table, right? Uh-huh. And I'm, like, leaning back in my, like, recliner kind of chair. Uh-huh. And he crawls up right onto my yeah. chest, right? And he's sleeping right here yeah. while uh-huh. I'm, like, trying to type and do work, right? I'm <laughs> writing a paper, and he's, like... You know, hey. See, I, there was one time I was like, I'm going to cool, stream though. now. And I was lying on the couch, and Nathan crawled on my chest and did the, the, the cat loaf thing. Yes, that's what I and mean. And just yeah, like yeah. started doing that thing and just like fell asleep. And I'm just looking, and I was like, I can't wake him up. I can't do this. So, yeah. He's a cat, man. He'll, he'll go Dude, back to sleep. If you're he'll a cat, okay. if you're a cat, if you don't own a cat, you will never understand that you can't just move a cat off your chest. Oh, yeah. Ajax is my cat's name. Yeah, I probably should have explained that. Yeah. Uh, well, look, that's kind of how I feel. But on the other hand, they are sleeping way too much for you yeah, to care yeah, yeah, that yeah. much about uh-huh, them sleeping uh-huh, on you uh-huh. for like the next 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. 
Yeah. Like, they're going to sleep next to you, and they'll be fine. You know yeah, I mean? like it's, but, dude, you, like... I, I get the feeling. There's a reason why cat people joke about that. Is Ooh, that thanks for the sub, bub. Oh, yeah. Not even cats, dude. Dog people do it, too. So, if you have a dog that's, like, sleeping yeah. with you, you don't want to move the dog, either, and everything, so... Oh, dang, automatic. <laughs> dang, <laughs> nice. all right. You got yeah. the... The Steve Arms. Steve Arms. There Sick. you go. All right, you're right. Stay hydrated, bot. We should get some water and skedaddle. Yep. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Make sure in. that you watch AGDQ. It's going on right now. I've been watching a lot of it. This is the only time of the year that I watch Twitch like it's just background TV. Oh, nice. I basically don't okay. watch Twitch unless okay. somebody I know has announced they're going to be streaming a show or a tournament's happening for a set period of time, and mm -hmm. then I'm out of there. But during AGDQ week, I just got it on all the time. Yep. It's cool. I love it. Okay. All righty. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot for Again, hanging. Uh, crazy. You ready to bird them? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years that we've been doing this. Unbelievable. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the way that it's been. So, okay. So, you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Uh, oops. It's on mute. Why is it on mute? Oh, start it again. There we go. It's called Summit? Yeah, that's what the ringtone is called. That's how I was able to find it. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. What, what does this have to do with... Maybe you're staring at a summit and there's birds there or something? Wait, why do you think they're birds? Because they sound like birds. I guess, but maybe that's something else. I think they're birds, dude. I think they're birds, too. Okay. <laughs> okay, alright. See you guys.